All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard, and uh, I will still be down here in Florida for another week. So we'll be doing this uh, late night schedule for another week before we get back to normal. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Trump in Iowa. Trump was greeted by a massive crowd at the Iowa State Fair. Uh, chance of four more years rang out. Also, uh, apparently, when DeSantis uh, had his part of the event, uh, there were people in the crowd cheering, uh, we want Trump, to such a degree that um, I believe it was Kim Reynolds, his stage mate, start, started scolding the crowd, which was hilarious, because if you look at the look on his face, he was not comfortable at all. This, of course according to Bill Mitchell, means that Trump is finished and that Iowa loved Ron DeSantis and, um, and that it was wonderful for Ron DeSantis, which is hilarious. Anyway, um, former President Trump took this stage in Iowa at the Iowa State Fair. Large crowds of supporters came pouring in to see him speak. The crowd chanted four more years. The former president made a stop at the Iowa State Fair, as is tradition for presidential candidates leading up to being the first state to vote in the primary. Views from a Ferris wheel at the fair got a bird's eye view of the crowd while Trump threw out signed hats to his supporters and greeted voters. As Trump spoke, he addressed the Iowa crowd about farmers in the agricultural industry. Iowa leads the way in the production of corn, soybeans, eggs, and other commodity food items. Trump said, uh, we're going to take care of our country. We're going to take care of Iowa. I feel strongly about the farmers. The other side, they don't care about the farmers. I don't even think they come here to campaign. Trump told the crowd that the Democrats won't come to campaign because they will not be able to beat Trump in the election. Trump brought up Matt Whitaker, who took the role of Trump's acting AG when Jeff Sessions resigned during his administration. Uh, Whitaker came on stage and told everyone to send a text in support of the former president. He also praised Army veteran uh, Brian Mast. In giving praise to Trump, Mast said that he will, be, he will uh, hold up our veterans. He doesn't turn his back on our veterans. Mast continues. He takes care of our veterans. That's our president. We've had him before. We're going to have him again. Mast saluted Trump before leaving the stage. Well-known Congressman Matt Gates also took the stage with Trump. He told the crowd that Trump will be the only candidate that will be able to take back the country from the radical left. So yeah, pretty good, uh, pretty good showing for Trump. Um, but I am just, uh, I'm, I'm highly entertained by the uh, DeSantis shills on Twitter. Uh, I, I will tell you though that that when when the narrative shifts and they're advocating for us to be in jail along with Trump, then it will probably not be as entertaining. I hope I'm wrong that that's where it's leading, um, but I think that's where we're headed. But we'll see. I could be wrong about that. All right, let's talk about crackhead Jack Smith. Crackhead Jack Smith wants Trump's trial to start on January 2nd, 2024, right before the Iowa caucuses. Crackhead Jack Smith told a federal court of commies in Washington, D.C. on Thursday that prosecutors want to start the trial of former President Trump on January 2nd, 2024, right before the Iowa caucus launch, uh, caucuses launched the Republican presidential primary. I mean, again, who cares? This, what do you think? This is going to fuck with Trump somehow? 
his supporters are going to go, oh, you know, uh, he's tied up in court. I guess I'm going to vote for Ron DeSantis. What are you kidding me? This is so retarded. As Breitbart noted, Trump faces four bullshit charges related to his challenges to the 2020 election. Smith faces accusations from critics that he's shaping his prosecution to interfere with the 2024 election. Of course they're doing that. The judge in the documents case in federal court in Miami set the trial date in May 2024 after most of the primaries will be held. Breitbart noted a pattern in which the government announces indictments or actions against Trump the day of or after damaging revelations about the Biden family come out. Of course. Of course. And, and then we got the Ask Willis indictments coming as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it looks like Merrick Garland is setting up a special counsel for Hunter Biden to prevent uh, testimony before the, uh, the House. Anyway, uh, U.S. Attorney David Weiss appointed uh, Friday a special counsel in the Hunter Biden investigation. And it, it appears that it violates the DOJ's regulation requiring a special counsel be selected from outside the United States government. They don't care. They don't care about rules. They don't care about laws. They're doing whatever the fuck they want to do. And the Republicans are doing nothing to stop them. Merrick Garland announced Weiss's appointment as special counsel Friday, noting he would continue to have the authority and the responsibility that he previously exercised and explaining Weiss had requested to be appointed on Tuesday. The Justice Department regulation, which governs the power and qualifications of a special counsel, was also used to criticize the 2020 appointment of John Durham as special counsel to investigate the origins of the Trump-Russia probe. Uh, Andrew, Andrew McCarthy called the appointment of Weiss a sham, saying the point of having a special counsel is to bring in someone from outside the government who we can trust to do a credible investigation. Yeah, but they were supposed to, he was supposed to testify, so now he doesn't have to testify. You can say there's an ongoing investigation. Um, he said what makes a special counsel special is that you're a lawyer who's brought in from the outside, not just outside the Justice Department, outside the government. This is the Biden's Justice Department vehicle for maintaining control of an investigation that they're not pursuing. They've had the case for five years. They've never indicted it. They're strategically allowing the statute of limitations to run to the point that the 2014-2015 conduct, which covers most of the 21 million the congressional investigation report showed this week, that's already time barred. Uh, Fox News legal analyst Greg Jarrett tweeted that Garland is defying federal regulations. Tom Fitton also said Weiss is ineligible, even under the DOJ's constitutionally deficient special counsel regulations. Um, yeah, but they don't, they don't give a fuck. They don't care. They're going to do it, and the Republicans are going to do absolutely nothing to stop it. All right, let's see. Uh, judge issues a protective order in the Trump January 6th case. The AIDS commie judge presiding over uh, Trump's prosecution in D.C. regarding alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election said Friday he will not be treated differently than any other defendant and warned Trump that she will take action to stop him from attempting to intimidate witnesses or taint the jury pool. And now it just so happens the witnesses are going to be people he's running against. AIDS commie lunatic judge Tanya Chutkin made the remarks during a hearing about an order sought by prosecutors to protect discovery evidence in the case. The AIDS commie judge repeatedly stated throughout the hearing that she will not let politics interfere in the case and she considers his presidential campaign a day job, 
no different than any other defendant. Uh, she said that she would not allow him any greater or lesser latitude than any defendant in a, in a, um, a criminal case. So yeah, he's going to criticize Mike Pence or the AIDS commie judge. And then I, now I, I really, I'd like to see them try to put him in jail. I'd like to see them try to do that. Uh, this is a total circus, so who cares at this point? Um, they're going to do what they're going to do. But, uh, but yeah, it is, uh, it's very interesting. All right, let's, um, so this was a very odd, uh, we're just going to go to the video here. CNN was talking about Trump supporters as if they were science experiments. And uh, I am of the opinion, and I hope I'm wrong about this, but I am of the opinion that we are now in the, the stage of trying to normalize, I mean, actually, what am I talking about? We've been in this stage for a while. Now it's just escalating to the point where people are being killed. Not, not in mass, okay? Maybe there will not be another Trump supporter executed for memes, okay? Maybe, maybe this is a one-off. Maybe it was a suicide by cop. It's very possible it was a suicide by cop, okay? But for a while, we've been in this stage of um, othering the Trump supporters. Um, and so what's interesting is just the way that this uh, homosexual on CNN talks about Trump supporters and the, 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 the listed reasons that he has such a problem with them are basically that they understand news items at an accurate level and don't buy CNN's not just lies, but we're talking, these are like retarded lies. Like, like the, they're, it's, it's like low effort propaganda, like low effort propaganda. Like the vaccine being safe and effective, that's low effort propaganda. There, the amount of vaccine side effects and deaths is insane, insane. Uh, you have to be either a retard or a regime propagandist, like a, like a destiny. Uh, who, and, and I think there was a super chat that was sent in, we'll get to it shortly, uh, related to apparently he called all Trump voters retards uh, while debating Sitch and Adam. And, but that's fitting though, that's fitting because he's a regime propagandist. He resorts to propaganda techniques to make his arguments. He, he doesn't actually outline any sort of um, uh, evidence uh, to to kind of underpin his arguments. He's full of slogans and he, he uses this tactic where he just assumes what he says is true. And if you don't believe him, you're an idiot. That's a tactic. That's a propaganda technique. That's not actual argumentation. That's what he does. That's his whole thing. Um, and he did get a couple things right. He, he, he was right on Rittenhouse. But I think a lot of these regime propagandists and Sitchin Adam, I think, are also regime propagandists. Now, I will say that I at least... I at least have not seen Sitch and Adam argue for our whatever, re-education, death, kicked out of hospitals. They haven't gone that far as far as I'm aware. Okay, so I put them in a little bit of a different category than a destiny or people who I'm very convinced would ha absolutely have us executed if they could get away with it. I don't think Sitch and Adam are at that level, but it wouldn't surprise me because nothing surprises me. Um, but... Uh, they, I think they are more, I don't know, they're kind of, they're more of a release valve, whereas Destiny is a rabid regime propagandist. Uh, but it's entertaining to watch him spin his propaganda. I, wa I like watching people who lie and 
spin propaganda. It's a, it's a fascinating thing because it's just so similar to what I saw in the Jehovah's Witnesses. Destiny is your standard Jehovah's Witness. Um, you know, that he, he, the same exact tactics, um, the, the same demonization of the other Jehovah's Witnesses, the others are the worldlings or the worldly people. And it's very fascinating. Um, so anyway, another regime propagandist is this homosexual from CNN uh, and let's just have a look. So we're going we're gonna to check out the clip. They interview Trump supporters. And look, I don't think Trump supporters are right about everything. And I think some Trump supporters, um, like the people that, that start getting involved in numerology and shit, I, I, don't, I don't believe any of that stuff. I think it's completely harmless. I think it's totally harmless. I think that, um, you know, one of the other things, and David Pakman does this a lot, where David pretends that... Uh, if there's a Trump supporter that believes something that he disagrees with, he pretends it's dangerous. Whereas no, nothing these people believe is dangerous. Um, you know, like uh, uh, regime propagandist Destiny was saying that, uh, oh, Trump supporters don't believe in dinosaurs. That's news to me. I, I believe in dinosaurs. I mean, granted, you know, based on the fact that they lie about everything, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some bullshit you know, there, but you know, you know, maybe they don't know exactly how the bones uh, fit together. You know, maybe they got that wrong. I don't know, but but I do think they existed. Um, and uh, but like, I don't care if you believe that. Like the idea that if you believe dinosaurs didn't exist, that that somehow makes you dangerous. That's retarded. That's it's laughably retarded. Uh, or like if you uh, if you believe in like uh, the numerology of QAnon. I don't care about any of that. It's, it's, who cares? Even the people, and I don't even know how real this was, but they said there were people that believed that like one of the Kennedys was going to be resurrected. Okay, yeah, who cares? People believe all sorts of shit. Okay, so, so, but the point is, is to demonize Trump supporters and make them seem dangerous. So if they try to kill us or imprison us, that people will go along with it. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to be successful in doing this. I want to be clear about that. Um, but it is scary that I think this is what they're trying to do. So just the fact that they're trying to do this is crazy. Um, fortunately, being in America and being, you know, a very armed populace, it, it might actually save us because uh, they might not try. But they're going to do other shit. You know, they're going to fuck with people legally. You're already seeing it with the guy that was arrested for uh, and charged uh, and found guilty of sharing a meme. All right, so here is this uh, silver-haired homosexual. First, he meets with Trump supporters, and then he talks about them to, to a horse-faced pony. So let's, let's start with the first clip here. Friends and family around the table don't watch and don't trust CNN. There is reverence for Ronald Reagan here. But listen. The trust is gone. Reagan's optimism replaced by Trump's grievances. We gotta find our own way to take care of ourselves. Reagan's disdain of big government replaced by Trump's distrust of just about everything. I think he thinks he stole it from him. Still questions about the 2020 election. And I had a lot of people agree with him. So again, this election thing, it's the same thing with the vaccine. You know, look, because this was also brought up by the regime propagandist Destiny, um, and he also brought up the moon landing. Now, I'm 50-50 on the moon landing. Um, I think the moon landing, based on what I've seen so far, um, I don't think it's an obvious one, right? Whereas the election and the vaccine, you cannot be more obvious. The, the level of evidence available for fraud in the election and for the vaccine 
uh, uh, killing people is overwhelming. D to deny it, 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 again, the people denying it are regime propagandists. They never, you notice something, they never actually deal with the argument. They never actually, you've never seen any of them deal with any of the affidavits that the eyewitnesses signed. Uh, they don't even bring up any of the things that they say. They just dismiss it all because that's a technique, that's a tactic. The goal is to shut down the conversation and paint you as a bad person. Again, same thing in the Jehovah's Witnesses. So, you know, in the Jehovah's Witnesses, there's an overwhelming amount of evidence that there is a pedophile problem and that they move the pedophiles from congregation to congregation without telling the police. Again, the evidence for that is overwhelming, okay? Now, if you bring that up as a Jehovah's Witness, you're gonna be called uh, an apostate, uh, and they're gonna say there's no evidence of that at all. The elders would never do that, and you're an apostate, and that is to shut down the conversation. They will never actually get into the names of the victims. They'll never talk about, for example, Candace Conti. She's a more well-known victim that was uh, uh, given a very large settlement. They will never allow you, for example, to go through the transcripts of the court hearings in Australia, where they had one of the lawyers um, say as a legal argument that the governing body does not exist, which is for the Jehovah's Witnesses, that's like crazy. Because the governing body, they're the leaders. The governing body is like the most sacred group of men. They, they, they're like Christ's brothers. They, they, they are Christ's brothers on earth. You must obey them, okay? So for them to argue in court, that would be like the Catholic Church arguing in court, fuck the Pope, okay? Now, I know there's some Catholics that don't like the Pope because the Pope's a commie, I get that. But I'm saying if the, if the Catholic Church, actually it's probably be worse than fuck the, the Pope, if the Catholic Church argued in court that the Pope doesn't really exist and is not in any way a real person or a real thing, you know, that's crazy um, as far as it being like the complete opposite of, of what your, your beliefs are supposed to, uh, to be. But anyway... So it's just a hilarious gaslight where people are, are talking about something that obviously happened. Uh, uh, we've gone over information about it ad nauseum. They never, they never go into any of it. The only time I've ever seen them go over any evidence, it, it, they didn't really go over it. They just claimed that there was nothing to see with the Ruby Freeman video. They didn't walk through it. They didn't explain why it was totally fine to send the observers home, pack up all the ballots, and then when everyone was gone, take the ballots out from under the table and start running them through the machine over and over. They never addressed that part of it. They act like you're crazy for saying that there's something wrong with that. And understand what I'm saying. I'm not even asking them to say that that means the election was rigged. That's only one thing. It doesn't mean the whole election was rigged. It was just one thing. But they won't even admit that that's shady Okay, it's laughable, it's fucking laughable. But anyway, this old man here is, is now being accused of being a, a bad person from CNN because he understands the obvious about the election. Criticism of the Trump prosecutions. But nothing about that deal is the American way. I don't think. And this. If you think the United States should be supporting Ukraine in the fight against Putin, raise your hand. Notice the way this homosexual is asking this question. It's almost like, like, okay, Ukraine is a religious belief for these fucking retards. So you, this is like, this is like, um, uh, if 
a Jehovah's Witness asks them, do you believe in Jehovah? Okay. If you say you don't believe in Jehovah, you're, you're basically on the other side. If you do not support the regime and what they're doing with Ukraine, you're another, you're, you're a bad person. Just the way that he asked this question like a fucking cultist. Listen to his tone, it's wild. In the fight against Putin, raise your hand. Let me go back a little more. If you think the United States should be supporting Ukraine in the fight against Putin, raise your hand. And it's supposed to be like, oh my God, these people don't support the proxy war in Ukraine? How dare they? And of course, you know what that means. It means you're a traitor, that you support Putin, and that I'm telling you, they're trying to normalize bad stuff happening to us so they could say, well, they were Putin apologists. Even though I don't give a fuck about Putin. Fuck Putin. Good. Nobody. You don't have to be that smart to put the connect the dots, right? And so are, is the war to cover up sins committed so you can cover your tracks? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that, but it's definitely on the table. There's too much money that's been thrown over there. You think all the NATO countries would do what Biden told them to do <laughs> because he's trying to cover up some Hunter Biden business? I love how they're like, you think that the most corrupt and evil people on this earth would cover for each other? Yes, homosexual. I do think that they would cover for each other. Steal by... Um, it all depends on how uh, Zelensky, how much dirt he has on Biden to keep the money coming. That's... that's that's out there. No, because it's not really that out there. I, I don't know if I agree that Zelensky calls any shots. I think Zelensky is a prostitute uh, who is very expendable, and they're going to kill that guy as soon as he's no longer useful. So I might disagree with him on that. But as far as like this, this being done to cover up the sins of the Bidens and other politicians, that's very possible. Yeah. Hey, well, how, how do you how do you trust when you know the government has shut down Facebook and shut down Twitter and told them to not show certain certain news stories? That's true. Uh, I mean, I don't know if if you they didn't shut them down. They shut they they forced them to uh, censor. And again, this is another area where the level of evidence is overwhelming, and you've seen the regime propagandists, I believe Sitchin Adams, same with Destiny, where they act like, oh no, there's no evidence at all. It's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious to watch. A few days here makes clear Trump's grip is very strong. Okay, so then he goes back and he talks to Horseface, more of a pony face. Let's check that one out. When you hear the Ukraine exchange there, it's like watching the open of an old Tucker Carlson show. He's not there anymore, but that's what it is. And these are busy people. These are hardworking people. Now, there are too many Democrats who want to say they're deplorables or, you know, why talk to these people? There are millions of them. Uh, this is a family that literally is, is an economic anchor in the community. The business started in the basement, employs 80 people. The new solar company employs 15 people in a part of the country that has been devastated economically and challenged economically the last 25 years. They're good people. They raise money for the girls. I don't believe that he says they're good people. I don't believe he means that. They go to church, but they believe things that would break our fact check machine. Yes, because just... you're liars. You're liars. And they're being demonized because they don't believe your lies. And your lies aren't even good lies. They're sloppy. They're low effort.
It's a fact. And they don't trust us. They think we're part of the problem. Yeah. You are absolutely, not only are you part of the problem, you all belong in prison. Okay? Let me be clear about this. You belong in fucking prison. Um, so, and, and, and this is the thing about their propaganda. It's also done to deliberately humiliate you um, because it's low effort, it's low IQ propaganda, and, but, and they know that, okay? That's on purpose because they want to humiliate you. So, so when you're one of these mask-wearing retards, it's, a, it's also a humiliation ritual. All right, so that was interesting. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, and, and in addition to the Biden administration clearly leaning on the social media companies to censor, Governor Catpiss also was leaning on the social media companies to censor her critics. In a controversial blend of politics and social media censorship, it's been revealed that illegitimate Democrat Arizona Governor Catpiss has intervened with Twitter in an effort to silence critics of her tweet where she equated Trump supporters to neo-Nazis. This revelation raises critical concerns about free speech and political bias in the era of big tech censorship. Hobbs had targeted Trump and his supporters uh, in a contentious 2017 tweet where, where uh, Cat Piss said, Trump has made it abundantly clear he's more interested in pandering to his neo-Nazi base than being president to all Americans. This criticism uh, from uh, normal people was not taken lightly by Governor Catpiss, who ascended into her role as Arizona Secretary of State while the debate raged on. Uh, Governor Catpiss's contentious social media posting subsequently ignited debates over her impartiality in administering elections upon which the Democrat leader demanded the censorship of online judgments against her. Leaked emails confirmed by Arizona Capital Oversight, a conservative political entity, revealed uh, Catpiss officially contacted Twitter in November 2020 to sanction her critics. When Twitter demanded further details to justify ha uh, Governor Catpiss's request, she was unable to produce the required evidence. Instead, Catpiss laid claim to being harassed by political opponents for her comments, labeling them Nazis. Hob, uh, Catpiss went on to argue that they had weaponized a three-year-old tweet to spread threatening messages. Despite countless appeals for responses from Twitter and Catpiss regarding the censorship requests, reactions have yet to surface in the shadow of these unfolding revelations. There is mounting evidence that many more federal departments than expected could be deliberately downplaying their engagement in online censorship. Yeah, well, this is, this is, uh, this is what they do. This is what they do. All right, let's move to the next article here. Americans beware, roving gangs of, Nick, uh, excuse me, teenagers <laughs> are killing elderly people. Oh, man. God, that's a hell of a thing right there. You got to watch those Freudian slips. Because uh, <clears throat> you can't say nigger. Don't ever say the word nigger. That's the most offensive word in the history of mankind. And, dear viewer, if you only hear one thing, hear this. B my God, no matter what you do, definitely do not 
combine the word nigger with the word faggot because that is even, that's the worst thing you can do, okay? Never do that. We don't do that, okay? So we're not going to do that. <laughs> the next time you feel a surge of outrage over a crime and a choir of liberals joins in to shield the bad guys with the excuse, who are the bad guys usually? Uh, black people or pedophiles? Those are the two, and illegal immigrants. Those are the three groups that they defend the most. Quote, but he's only 15. Kindly remember that roving gangs of teens are actively killing elderly people all over the country. That's what recently happened in Philadelphia, another liberal-run shithole that turned into a cesspool of hopelessness and soaring crime. A 15-year-old, along with several of his friends, attempted to carjack a couple and ended up murdering a 50-year-old man in cold blood. Where is Bernard Getz when you need him? The world needs some more Bernard Getz. Just make sure you're doing it legally. That's the bottom line. Follow the rules and regulations of your municipality. Lately, there's been a growing number of reports about these teens. Come on, Revolver. I love you, Revolver. Revolver is my number one news outlet. Okay? Guys, you normally, you're, you, you got good hyperbolic headlines. You make fun of trannies. It's fantastic. You got to put teens in quotes. Please put teens in quotes. If you don't put teens in quotes, it makes me think that you're actually meaning teens. I know, like, technically we're talking about teens, but teens is a euphemism that the media uses to pretend that somehow white teens are doing this. Anyway, there's been a growing number of reports about these teens engaging in acts of assault, robbery, and even homicide. And it's important to note that their targets aren't solely limited to older Americans. In Jacksonville, a 12-year-old beat his own brother to death. In Michigan, a high school honor roll student was murdered by 13- and 14-year-olds in a carjacking. Uh, the truth is, we're a society that glorifies criminals and condemns police and good Samaritans. What we're witnessing right now in America is the rise of the thug. See, that's a good one. I like that. As independent journalist Mike Cernovich points out, remaining vigilant is crucial at all times. It is essential to remember that appearances can be deceiving and youth doesn't always equal innocence and kindness. The presence of these roaming gangs is a real concern. Yeah. No, I, my, my, right now in my neighborhood, my number one concern is I'm looking out for roving gangs of teens. That's when you know you gotta go. So far, so good. So far, so good. There's a concerning trend of teenage mob attacks, whether it's on individuals in public spaces or inside stores when there's robberies and looting occurring. Unfortunately, the situation doesn't seem likely to improve, especially with leaders like the progressive Boso Kami currently at the helm in Chicago. The city's new mayor appears more concerned about offending criminals than prosecuting them. The wisest approach to this nightmare situation is to remain vigilant and avoid writing someone off as innocent just because they're young. There's a concerning trend of demonic behavior among American teenagers right now, so it's crucial to stay on guard for yourself and for your family. Absolutely. All right, let's see what else we have here. Oh, yeah, so it's a hell of a thing. The level of, of defense of pedophiles from the left is just a, it's a sight to behold. They still are freaking out over this movie, The Sound of Freedom. 
a Canadian newspaper has a meltdown over conservatives fighting pedophilia. The Canadian newspaper, The Globe and Mail, pushed out an opinion piece covering conservatives' disdain for pedophilia. The piece called the attitude dangerous. <laughs> Again, I, I, I am not being hyperbolic at all. The media and the government is run by pedophiles. And I am not, I'm being dead serious. I know I'm preaching to the choir. The media is like, okay, what was it? The Publica had an article about the guy who wrote a hit piece on um, Sound of Freedom. I think it was in Bloomberg. A literal pedophile. The guy was a literal pedophile. And, and now I assume you're a pedophile. Like the, the I don't care who the fuck wrote that article in Rolling Stone. If you write a hit piece on this movie, uh, I'm assuming you're a pedophile. Um, if you want to criticize the movie, like let's say I, I haven't seen it, but like let's say maybe they get a fact wrong and you're like, yo, this is not how it went down. This actually happened and, and these pedophiles got arrested, but these other ones didn't get arrested. Then I got no problem with that. You can criticize the movie. I have no problem with that. But when you pretend that, it, that trafficking isn't happening, I'm assuming you're a pedophile, and I don't care whether or not you are, because you're at least helping them. And if you're helping them, you belong in the same place as them, which is directly into the fucking sun. The article is critical of passionate viewers who went to go see the anti-trafficking film, Sound of Freedom, like other corporate outlets have been. It also quotes another article from Slate that is critical of the movie, which says its noisiest right-wing supporters are pushing QAnon conspiracy theories. The article claims that Jim Caviezel uh, is one of the worst culprits. Some examples given are Andrea Chrome, as well as powerful international figures in the world that are kidnapping little boys and girls. They literally are doing that, though. The author said that the focus on pedophilia conservatives had leads to these conspiracy theories. You mean things that are true? Incredible. It's incredible. Holy shit, man. All right. Um, yeah, there's a, a there's a, periodically you get these um, pushes in the media to they want to create as many homosexuals as possible. And one of the things that they want to do is uh, they want to trick men into being homosexuals. Now, I don't think you can be tricked into being homosexual. I think it's funny that they try. It, now, look, I don't give a shit. If you like cock and you're a guy, more power to you. I don't care. I don't want to know about it. Like, and just like, I mean, I joke about, you know, when I'll say, like, I like, I do. I like giant tits. I'm a fan of giant tits. But, you know, this is a show where we're, like, memeing and talking shit. I don't, in, like, real-life conversation, bring up, like, hey, did you know I like real big tits? Like, that's totally inappropriate. But I, I bring that example up because the way that leftists talk about sexuality and how, like, in introductions you're bringing up pronouns and, like, what your sexual proclivities are, that's so insane that when you apply the same thing to, like, a, like a, a heterosexual person... It's just totally inappropriate that if you're at the dinner table and I'm like, hey, by the way, I'm HB and I like fucking big titty whores from behind. I'm a real fan of that. That's like crazy. That's fucking crazy. Okay, that's really the whole point that I'm making with that. Um, that like that's totally inappropriate behavior. That's a that's the behavior of a whack job. Okay, that's not what normal people do. But anyway, the other thing is. Um, 
there, like there was an article, I don't have it up here, but there was an article, and I've seen this one before, where they're like, uh, oh, uh, straight men are uh, friends with each other and they're cuddling and holding each other. No, they're not. Those are homosexuals. Get out of here. Get, or at least bisexual. Okay, and they're like, oh, and they have sleepovers and they cuddle. I've had, when I was a kid and when I was a teenager, I had plenty of sleepovers with, with boys and we w would do things like watch Die Hard and wrestling videos and then go to sleep or sometimes we would sneak out and smoke cigarettes and stuff. There was never cuddling, not even one time, okay? And if you did that, you'd probably get punched in the face, okay? So this idea, now if you wanna say, like, if the article wants to say there's an increasing amount of men doing this, I would believe that because there is rampant homosexuality going on in the country um, all over the place. It's like crazy. Like, everybody's gay, okay? And, and I'll say this, even anecdotally, people that I've known throughout my life, more and more of them are turning out to be gay. I know this dude... Uh, this guy, he was in the JWs, and um, I'm, not, I'm not friends with him, but I know who he is. We're, we're like acquaintances. Um, and uh, anyway, so, so and, I knew, and I knew this dude and like a lot of his family, because like a big JW connection. Okay, so anyway, his brother has two kids. One of the kids is non-binary, homosexual, bullshit, whatever. The kid's nine, okay? So in my book, that's an abused child, okay? Which is unfortunate, okay? That's not, like, that's not a, to me, that's not a real thing, okay? A nine-year, get out of here, okay? The kid's nine, he hasn't even gone through puberty. I don't buy any of this, okay? But anyway, just to point out all the homosexuals, okay? So you got this kid. Then you got th this guy that I'm talking about, all of a sudden, the guy moves to another state and starts posting pictures of himself wearing lipstick on Instagram. This was a straight guy. Now suddenly he's a homosexual? What the fuck's going on here? Then we got these other JWs I know, and then they left the religion, and then their kids are both homosexuals. Like, obviously, it's a social contagion, okay? I'm not saying that means all homosexuals are social contagion. Some of these guys out here do genuinely like sucking cocks. Like I said, whatever, I don't give a shit what you do. Just leave me out of it. There's no reason to bring me into it, and I'm not gonna bring you into any of my shit, because that's weird. So let's just not, can we stop being weird perverts? Can we just be normal people? Uh, anyway, the reason I bring this up, you got this fucking homosexual here saying, saying, so in addition to the men are like sucking each other off and cuddling and somehow that's not gay according to these lunatics. Now you got this homosexual saying that uh, straight men can be attracted to trans women who still have a penis. And he's saying that if you suck a feminine penis, it's not gay. Yeah, you wish, homo. You fucking wish. Look, it's not, listen, listen. It's not my problem that you have some sort of internalized problem with the fact that you like to suck rod, okay? That's not my problem, okay? Uh, I don't give a shit. If I sucked cock, I would be like, yeah, I suck cock, who cares? Suck my dick. It would be my position on that, okay? But uh, just, I'm not a fan. I'm just not, doesn't do anything for me. Uh, now, you know, you, you don't want to go too over the top because some of these guys, they, they freak out uh, so much that you're like a little suspicious, okay? Uh, but anyway, that's a whole nother story. But, uh, but this guy, these people have a problem with being gay or being bisexual. And that's not my problem. That's not anyone else's problem. But don't try to put your problem with you wanting to suck cock onto us, okay? Stop acting like we owe you anything. We don't owe you anything. You're going to have to deal with that yourself. I don't know why you view it as a problem. Maybe you were 
you, maybe you grew up in a religion. Maybe you, you grew up in a very masculine household. I don't know what it is, but this is your cross to bear. This is your problem to deal with. Okay, so leave the rest of us out of it. Anyway, so you got this uh, tranny lover who, and of course, leftists, they love to appeal to academia, uh, and, uh, which was a, another hilarious argument that regime propagandist Destiny uh, made when he was demonizing the Trump supporters. He was saying they don't believe in academia. What kind of a retard in 2023 would trust academia? Academia is completely corrupted. Who would trust an academic? I will trust an academic when they prove what they're saying. Okay, if you have an actual person that will prove, and, and by the way, those academics exist. They are the AIDS-free academics, and they have their arguments, and they provide evidence, and we're good to go. I got no issue there. I got no issue with that at all. But, um, but like who and like what, re, what kind of a retard would trust all academics? Are, what, are you pretending some academics don't lie? Anyway, this guy's an academic, and make no mistake, there's academics arguing uh, for uh, children to have sex with adults. A video of a man on social media has blown up after he said that some straight men can be and are attracted to trans women who haven't had bottom surgery. Like, what are you talking about? Look, you can be fooled, okay? You can be fooled by trainees. Some trainees are very good at tricking you. But once you become aware that there's a cock involved, that's where, if you're straight, there's no option. Like, there's, no, there's nothing I can do with you, okay? Like, if I didn't know Blair White was a tranny, and, and I'm at a bar, and I'm talking to Blair White, at some point, if Blair White has any honor, he's going to tell me that he's actually a guy and he has a cock, okay? Okay, now, if, you, if you're a normal person and, you, and you, you, you tell me that information reasonably quickly, because I think you need to come up, you, you need to be up front with that shit, okay? But if you, if you just, you know, let's say we're having a conversation for five minutes in and then you say, by the way, I just want you to know, hey, cool, cool, now we're respecting each other, you're letting me know your little secret and I'm letting you know, I appreciate you telling me this, there's nothing I can do. Okay, so now we need to just, you know, move on and talk to different people. No, no harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. Um, but if you, now, that doesn't mean that you, you can do whatever you want. If you're like, hey, I don't care. Or, or if you're turned on by like fucking a, a, like a, like a, a guy that's dressed up as a woman, great. Who cares? Have fun. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Okay, but again... Stop trying to drag me into it. Why do you have? You know what they remind me of? You ever have a friend who, like, if you if you're smoking weed and drinking, he's like keeping track of how much you're smoking and drinking, and he's like, if you're not drinking as much as him, he's trying to like shove beers down your throat. You know what I'm talking about? Now, normally, I'm like up there. If I decide to drink, normally I'm like right there with them. But I have some other friends that are kind of like lighter. You know, they don't drink as much, which is fine. Like I, don't, I could care less. I have a buddy who, when we're drinking, he drinks like one beer and that's it. Great. Who cares? Good. More for me. I could care less. He's not an asshole. He doesn't like sit around in a sober state and judge the rest of us. He's chill. So I don't care. But, it, but what I think it is, is this guy, uh, he, he, he has a... a 
he is not fully content with the amount of alcohol he drinks. He feels he's drinking too much, so to make himself feel better, he wants us to drink as much as he does. It's, or, or whatever. And like, like I said, it's the same thing, bro. I don't know what it is about, like you gotta embrace either be cool with how much you drink or maybe stop drinking. But again, you're gonna have to figure that out. There's nothing I can do for you. Don't drag me into your shit, okay? And don't act like a weirdo, okay? So it's the same thing here. So this guy obviously is maybe, a le- well, it, it, it might not be that he has a problem with it. It might be, see this guy is like a more of a homosexual promoter. This is a promoter of homosexuality. So he wants men to, he, he wants men to give it a shot. He, he, he's the type to say, hey, look, look, just suck the cock and see how you feel, okay? He, he, he's hoping that if you start sucking the cock, you're gonna go, hey, I like this. I like this. That's what, the, that's what he's hoping. Dr. Joe Court, the man in the video, is the founding director of the Center for Relationship Health. Um, the video uplo- uploaded by Libs of TikTok shows Court explaining that some straight men are attracted to trans women who haven't had bottom surgery. Full bottom surgery, in the case of men, is the surgical removal of penis and testes in combination with the vaginoplasty. Let me be clear about that. I don't care whether you had the surgery or not. There's nothing I can do with you, okay? I'm not fucking you in the ass, okay? Uh, I'm not doing anything with a cock, and I'm not fucking a wound. So it's just, it is a deal breaker. And the problem is, if you suck my dick, regardless of how you look, and you can look as good as Blair White, but no matter what you do, no matter how many mind games you're playing, your cock is being sucked by another man. Okay, now, if you're at peace with that, have fun. I hope you have the time of your life, okay? But, but like, the idea that, like, it's just, um, you know, oh, well, I guess I'll just fuck another dude. No, that's just not how it works. And why I thought there was nothing wrong with being gay. I thought being gay was stunning and brave. But you notice the leftists are all like, oh, no, 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 it's not gay. No, it is gay. It's as gay as you get. Fucking another man is a 10 out of 10 on the gay scale. You can't get gayer than that. The idea that that's not gay is hilarious. Why, because you put a wig on? What, are you kidding me? That's fucking hilarious. Anyway, um, but yeah, suddenly being gay is not brave. And they're like, no, 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 it's okay. You know why? Because they're trying to trick men into doing this because they want as many homos as possible. Anyway, he says this is confusing to some women who think straight men are only attracted to biological women. Well, that's a fact. Yes, straight men are only attracted to biological women. Women may end up thinking that the man is not 100% straight. No, it would be either a gay man or a bisexual man. Court said that this concern doesn't make sense because trans women are still women. Trans women aren't even 1% of a woman, okay? Trans women are fucking men, and there's not a goddamn thing you can do to change that, okay? They are men. They are men. That's it, okay? I don't care how much you like to dress up. Like, this idea, oh, no, but if they dress up really good, then it's like you're fucking a woman. No, I mean, you, you might be able to play games with yourself. As I understand it, as I understand it, when you want to talk about the science, okay, the science is that traps are not good. I don't agree with this, but I will acknowledge the science. From what I understand, the science is traps are not gay because there's something, because the man is attracted to the feminine aspects, okay? So like, I I see the argument, but the problem is, the problem is, if you're going through 
with fucking a man, it's impossible for that to not be gay. So I do disagree with the science, uh, even though I acknowledge it. Anyway, there was a big debate about traps, whether traps are gay, and I believe Aiden Paladin uh, did some research on it. And I believe, if this was many years ago, but I believe the, my position after learning about the science was that traps are not gay, but they should be. That's my position. They're not gay, but they should be. Do I think they're gay? Absolutely. But it doesn't matter what I think. If you like traps, look, there are people that like traps. You know, if you go on some of these internet forums for like porn, or oh, oh, you know, you know the uh, there was that Discord where you could do the AI. There were people there. They loved fucking women with big tits and huge cocks. They were fans of that. And uh, I think there was like a cow woman with a cock or something. I don't know. I don't. Hey, look, whatever. You like fucking anime girls dressed up as cows with big tits and big cocks? Hey, well, I, I don't. It's not for me, but whatever. You know. As long as they're obviously adults, I don't give a shit. Anyway, um, so then this guy said, trans women are women. They are female. No, they're not. They are literally not female. Court expanded on the specific attractions a straight man would have to a trans woman. He said the attraction for her is from the waist up, but it can also be from the waist down, and they can experience pleasure playing with that person from the waist down. The act, again, doesn't indicate a sexual orientation. Bullshit. It indicates an attraction to the person, to the woman, the trans woman. It's not a woman, it's a dude. The court explained further that these straight men are attracted to gender fluidity in particular and not just the feminine features of a biological woman. He compared this attraction to the attraction gay men feel towards trans men who have also not had bottom surgery. That doesn't make them bi, it doesn't make them straight. He concluded, bullshit. Some of Court's recent podcast episodes include Master Arc, The Humanity of the Findum Fetish, where he interviewed a fetish worker. Another interview, he, 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 it was with a sex therapist. They discussed having beautifully functioning open relationships. Oh yeah, that yeah. Anyway, and, oh, and there's this video going around of Alex Jones really complimenting Blair White. And look, I don't care. Like, do I think Alex Jones wants to or has fucked Blair White? Yes. I think Alex Jones likes trannies. I don't give a shit. I think Alex Jones is hilarious. I, I enjoy watching him, and I don't care if he really likes Blair White and said that, she, that he's a great person. Good. I don't care. Because some people were like, I can't believe this. Really? You can't believe Okay, I don't really give a shit that, you know, you like Blair White. Okay, fine. I don't have fun. I hope you had a great, if you fucked him, I hope you had a great night. And, 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 and that's it. Who cares? I could care less. Anyway, it's just all, it's all, it's also fucking ridiculous. All right, I guess we should get to some videos here because, um, yeah, we'll get to some videos. Um, oh, I think, yeah. I believe there. this is the demonizing of uh, Trump supporters. This was right after the FBI executed a guy for spicy This meals. morning, yeah. FBI agents arrived at a home in Provo, Utah, to serve arrest and search warrants to a man accused of making specific and extremely violent threats against President Joe Biden and other Democratic officials, as well as prosecutors investigating Donald Trump. 
adding to the urgency of the matter is the fact that President Biden was on his way to Utah today. Where he is so now. again, this is a completely made up narrative. This guy had no ability to pull off physically any of the things he was threatening. He did make ill-advised uh, uh, tweets or I guess Instagram posts. They were definitely ill-advised. Um, many of them, as hyperbolic as they were, were protected speech. Um, Certainly, I'm not surprised if a person gets a visit for shit like that. Although what what happened here is the guy was executed. Okay, and this was escalated because they wanted this guy. uh, They wanted they basically wanted to make an example out of a Trump supporter. And this guy gave them it seems like this guy gave them what they wanted. And they dragged his body out, let him bleed out in front of the whole neighborhood and left the body there uh, uh, covered in blood for two hours. So this was clearly a uh, a message being sent. Now, ahead of a veterans health care event in Salt Lake City tomorrow, and the man's most recent threat intimated he would be lying in wait with a sniper rifle. Again, 300 pounds, almost 80, and couldn't walk. Okay, he wasn't. He he didn't leave his house to go do this. This was total bullshit. By the way, and they knew it was bullshit because they had been scoping this guy out. When Biden arrived. In a statement, the FBI said agents were involved in a shooting around 6.15 this morning, that the man was shot and killed. No agents were injured, according to a bureau spokesperson. The FBI identified the man as Craig D. Robertson and released the arrest affidavit, which detailed multiple specific, explicit, and graphic threats against Joe Biden, Alvin Bragg, Kamala Harris, and others. Often he would use the same language Donald Trump has used. Now, the man had been visited by the FBI once previously in the spring, and many of his online violent threats were to the FBI agents themselves, particularly after that visit. Joining me now is Kyle Dunphy, reporter for Utah's Deseret News. Um, Kyle, what can you tell us first about uh, the man who was uh, killed this morning uh, that they were trying to search the, search the, serve the arrest warrant on? Yeah, what's what's clear, Chris, is this is someone whose online persona was much different than what neighbors and community members saw. This is a a really tight-knit community, and it wasn't that hard to talk to people who knew Robinson. Robertson. Uh, Neighbors described him as, quote, the the teddy bear of their church. So this is someone who was known for their woodworking skills more than his politics. He was an elderly man in his late 70s. He walked with a cane. Um, we know that his mobility was a problem. I think a good uh, way to measure that is he lived about 200 yards from his church um, and apparently had such difficulty walking that he would actually drive to his church. So the idea that he was going to be laying in wait to take out Biden is preposterous. And again, the FBI knew this. Um, he was known to be pretty political, but, but nothing, uh, according to the neighbors I talked to, suggested that he was violent. Um, in fact, a lot of the neighbors were really surprised to learn uh, the specifics of his uh, social media posts. Just to be clear, we're showing some of the social media posts so people can get a sense of him, uh, you know, posing with guns, uh, posing. Who cares? With a sniper rifle, posing with a, a sort of suit. See, again, start. they're they're trying to make it where if you pose with a gun, if you post a spicy meme, that it's okay to kill you. That's what they're trying to get out in the ether. Uh, mask himself. And, and, and just in terms of the complaints, I just want to be clear, because sometimes people talk about threats on the Internet and those can run an enormous spectrum. Um, these were things like, I am going to uh, shoot Alvin Bragg at a specific time in a specific place with a specific weapon. Things of that nature, according to the FBI complaint, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a long history of making some really charged Facebook posts and really specific, um, really specific threats, as you mentioned. So, I mean, recently he posted, perhaps Utah will be famous as this place where a sniper took out Marxist Joe Biden. Um, he, he had patriotic dreams about standing over the body of Gavin Newsom and, and Utah. So again, the question that is, should a person be executed for wanting that to happen? U.S. Attorney General. They're not going to apply that to their own side because their own side fantasizes about Trump's deaths and, and many of our deaths all the time, but that's considered righteous, of course. Garland. Um, we also know he, he threatened Vice President Kamala Harris and, and New York Attorney General Tisha James. Um, and then recently he posted asking if the FBI was still monitoring his social media and if they were coming for him, he would have a loaded gun if they decided to stop by. So again, really specific targeted threats towards some people. Um, and that's actually what's laid out in the complaint and what he was charged with. Yeah, on that last one. So my understanding of the timing here is that at some point, you know, he was, I think, kicked off a bunch of social media platforms. Obviously, there were some people who were flagging these or alarmed by them. He was paid a visit by the FBI in March, and then it's after that where he starts sort of posting on social media, like, to the FBI, right? Like, are you still reading my tweets? And I will be prepared for you should you come back, something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, so we yeah, but they went there uh, and he said to come back with a warrant and he didn't sh shoot. So that this is bullshit. I don't know the exact like window of, of how long he's been making these these uh, really charged uh, complaints. His Facebook page is, appears to have been taken down. Um, but yeah, according to some neighbors I spoke to, you know, the FBI had visited him sometime around March um, and they had him under surveillance for several months. Um, we also know in the complaint there's a picture taken of him in 2009 of, of Robertson holding a, a rifle and wearing a ghillie suit uh, that the FBI said that shows his ability to, to conduct sniper tactics. So we know that I mean, that's retarded. That's completely retarded. Some of the evidence the FBI has dates back uh, at least 10 years. Okay, so I mean, that's ridiculous because you have a picture like that. That means that at 80, at 300 pounds, you can pull this off. This is retarded. So the, the, the question here about what happened this morning, we have very little little from the FBI. Uh, FBI involved shooting. This man is shot and killed, we think, presumably, by the FBI agents. No one was injured. Do, did your reporting shed any more light on what actually happened this morning? Yeah, so I spoke with um, several Robertson's neighbors, including one who watched the FBI carry out the raid this morning. Um, <clears throat> she didn't hear the trucks pull up, but sometime between 6 and 6.15 a.m., she heard officers shouting at Robertson through a speaker telling him to come out with his hands up. She looked outside. She saw, you know, maybe well over a dozen officers in tactical gear outside the house. There were some with shields, and, and nearly everyone had, had rifles, um, and most had body armor that read uh, FBI. And so when he didn't come out, they tried to break down his door. The neighbor I spoke to thinks that he had possibly barricaded the door. She described his house as kind of an armory. Um, so when they were unsuccessful with that, they, they broke through his window. That's how she says they entered his house. Um, that's when she heard about six gunshots, followed by officers yelling, you know, shots fired and, quote, he has a gun. Um, then they heard a barrage of, of gunshots, so many that the, the woman I spoke to actually couldn't really count. Uh, then a few moments later, the officers carried Robertson outside. <coughs> they placed him on a sidewalk and where they performed first aid. She said he was bleeding pretty bad. Um, Paramedics showed up shortly after. Um, that's when they also performed first aid. Uh, she believes that's that's when he was pronounced dead and officers put a sheet 
over his body and he, he laid on the sidewalk for about two hours. And during this whole incident, the officers were reportedly pretty cagey with the neighbors. You know, the, the people I spoke to never really got an explanation from anyone who was on scene. Kyle Dumphy, uh, the Desert News. All right, so there you go. And then I think, what was the next one here? One second. I think this was, yeah. Got the vampire whore sitting in for uh, Nicole Wallace. Work and here at the table with me, former acting assistant attorney general for national. So what they do here is they try to tie in this with Trump criticizing Fannie Willis, and they're pretending for that that's like a threat. At the U.S. Department of Justice, Mary McCord. Mary, I, I want to start with you. Talk to us about what we watched out of Utah and the timing, the president landing in Salt Lake City. Well, it's clear from uh, the court documents that were filed and also from the reporting that this is a man who's been making threats for some time. It wasn't like a new, suddenly, the president's coming, I'm going to make a threat. She's been making threats for months and months now. But here he had opportunity because he... Again, total bullshit. Lives in Provo. He's not far from South, uh, from Salt Lake City, and we have the president actually going there. So I think that really heightens the level of danger here. Because uh, again, preposterous. A lot of times, I think there's confusion about whether a threat made online is serious. You know, whether it's just somebody sort of talking big. And, and that was clearly the case here. I don't think you could have more of a clear case in this instance using threatening language, but with no intent to carry it out. Well, now we see that there was an intent at least to try to carry it out. That's totally made up. We see so now what they're doing, they're making up intent and now they kill you. Amazing. Because of the arrest and the, and the cache of weapons that have been seized, that he had the means to carry it out. Right, so what's the intent? The fact that you had legal guns. And certainly he was, you know. And of course that you like Trump a proximity now i'm not going to suggest you would have ever been successful in actually getting close enough to the president to to get off a shot but you know he was preparing to make an effort to yeah we got to just make sure we kill the guy do this so you know when we when we talk about what we can take seriously as a threat and what is just talk we don't always know and here, you know, for good reason, the FBI had been tracking this, paying attention to this, and knew it was time to take action. But we don't always know that. And, and part of the problem with the, the rhetoric that you talked about in your opening is you can't watch everybody. You can't know what everyone's planning. And there will be individual actors who do seek to take action. And this isn't the first time we've seen this. Um, as you know, you know, after the search at Mar-a-Lago, there was an attack, an attempted attack on the FBI in Cincinnati. Yeah. So, and there's others like that. So that it's very hard for law enforcement to know which threats online are going to materialize into actual physical. Yeah, so you might as well just start raiding people. Lucy, you have been in the room where those conversations happen, where those threats are assessed. Talk to us about how those decisions are made ordinarily and the complications of making those choices in this moment. Yeah, the in this moment part is something worthy of, uh, of lots of discussion. But let's let's address how these decisions are made. There's, first of all, they're done in concert with the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office, of course, who's going to have to prosecute a case if they agree to charge. In this case, there were three federal, three distinct federal charges that were uh, applied here in the arrest warrant. And a big factor here is specificity as to target, time, 
method Bullshit. and location Bullshit. of where the threat will be enacted. And we see this throughout his multiple threats, not only multiple threats against the same person, but multiple threats against various people. Really graphic specificity, really too much to go into here in this hour in terms of disturbing content. But it was all there and enough for a U.S. attorney and ultimately um, a judge uh, would accept this easily um, as valid charging. And then you start looking at, well, we approached him. We approached him early on in the spring. We asked him what's up with the, with the threats. And he essentially blew the FBI off saying, hey, when you, we're done, come back with a, with a warrant. Right. So obviously, if you tell them to come back with a warrant, which is your rights, then they should kill you. And immediately thereafter, the subject starts posting threats against the FBI agents. So, you know, he's, he's doubling down on the threats here. So now with regard to this environment, yeah, look, a lot of hand wringing here about, hey, if we do this, the guy's elderly, you know, he's, he's, part, he's known in the community, the guy goes to church, this isn't going to go over well. How do they we don't care. They want to set an example. We are at the threshold now where they are rounding up Trump supporters. Uh, again, and I, want to, I don't want to overplay this. They're not rounding all the Trump supporters up. They are rounding up uh, specifically uh, people who uh, helped in certain states with the election. Uh, Fannie Willis is going to have a whole bunch of them. Some of them are high-ranking Trump supporters. Some of them are not. Um, some of them are meme makers in the case of uh, Ricky Vaughn. Um, but there is a long list now of conservatives that they are arresting over non-crimes, over things that are completely legal. Posting memes are completely legal, at least in the Ricky Vaughn case. None of Ricky Vaughn's memes were illegal. Um, <clears throat> in the instance of the electors, the whole elector thing, completely legal, completely within the Constitution, no different than what the Democrats did in 2016 and what the democrats did in 2016 not illegal at all now if somehow they were arrested over it i'd laugh my ass off because now the threshold has been met where i don't give a fuck how they end up in prison but if i was you know pre-monster um yeah i mean i'll still acknowledge it now factually yeah it wasn't illegal what they did it was gay it was fucking cringe but it wasn't illegal uh that commercial with the hollywood actors not illegal um, but now based on the standard that they've set, they would deserve to be arrested because they tried to arrest our side over it. And so, um, but with that being said, I will acknowledge factually, neither is illegal. Do it. Well, let's do it safely. Let's bring a SWAT team. It turns out to be a barricade situation. Not surprising. Um, and there's a back and forth. You can even see some of it in a video by a neighbor that's been released. Hey, get the hands up. But I'm told repeated commands were given and repeatedly refused. Uh, this guy refused to comply. Um, even uh, I've heard some reports that a drone was sent in to scout out what's going on with, with this guy and then some negotiation. All of it failing, ultimately I'm told, and we're gonna hopefully hear more from the Salt Lake City FBI office this afternoon. Um, ultimately, there was a threat posed to an agent, an agent fired back um, at this guy because there was a weapon, uh, I'm told, that, that was involved. So um, the bigger picture here, Alicia, moving forward is, look, this is not the, the last one we're going to see quite the opposite. This is still Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of Trump supporters they murder. Terrorism. This is the idea that people can be incited to violence by a leadership figure who is painting an, another group or individual as less than human. Do right. You 
piece of shit fucker. That's exactly what you're doing with Trump supporters. This network, MSNBC and the Young Turks and the others, David Pakman, no different than Rwanda Radio. Uh, this is like Rwanda Radio. And what's funny is that um, at least Rwanda Radio, they were very upfront <clears throat> with how they viewed the other side and they called them cockroaches. These pieces of shit, what they do is they pretend that we are actually the ones doing it. They gaslight. I don't think the Rwanda radio motherfuckers, they were more upfront. Um, I don't think there was a lot of gaslighting, although a lot of it is in another language. Um, so, and I still, there just doesn't seem to be an archive of the previous Rwanda radio broadcasts in English. I wish there was, because I'd love to see. You know, was it always as hyperbolic as it was on the day when they started chopping off arms? Um, is there, was there a buildup? Because I really would like to compare it with the rhetoric from shows like this and uh, from the Young Turks. But like I said, they, they gaslight you and pretend that, that you're the one doing it. Even though you just want to be left alone, you want to vote for your candidate, you want a fair election, and you don't want to fuck with anyone them, they're evil, they're bad, and therefore it makes it much easier for people to carry out violent acts on behalf of a someone else's ideology that they've adopted. And I'm telling you, you may recall after 9-11, the, you know, we kind of made fun of the color-coded threat level we had for a while to his <coughs> arms, you know, it's yellow, it's red. So now he wants a color-coded Trump supporter threat level after they just murdered one. We, if we had that in place, we would, be, we would be changing the color and escalating the threat oh, yeah, level yeah. as Trump uh, continues to Right, face. so the threat level gets escalated when they murder a Trump supporter. Charges and trials. Charlie, I want to read to you a little bit from NBC News' reporting on Craig Robertson. Quote, Robertson's alleged threat to brag included calling him a political hack linked to George Soros and plotting to assassinate him in a parking garage, the charging document said. It's impossible not to draw the line from Trump's rhetoric to the people like this who appear to be yes. radicalized. Yeah, it's a dangerous situation, and in fact, it is. As and also part of the narrative, the goal here isn't just to demonize Trump supporters and get um, the public used to them being killed, uh, but it's also to prevent Trump from defending himself because they want to make it where, oh, well, Trump can't possibly keep criticizing uh, his opponents because it's violence, so he's going to have to stop criticizing us. Escalating, especially since Donald Trump decided uh, that he is going to, uh, uh, that he's going to be running ads. Um, the level of his rhetoric seems to be intensifying uh, against. Right. Um, he shouldn't be allowed to run ads. Prosecutors, uh, judges, uh, perhaps even even jurors here. And I think the people need to understand, um, you know, that, that this may sound like, okay, it's Donald Trump again. It's the same old playbook. Um, but he does seem to be ramping it up at exactly the moment when you would think that calmer heads would say, hey, we need to lower the temperature. Yeah, because lower the temperature and just let us destroy you and put you in jail. This is dangerous. There's lots of guys like this. It's also worth remembering that Jack Smith did not indict Donald Trump for inciting the violence of January 6th, but he did in his indictment say that Donald Trump was exploiting it. Now, Donald Trump does both. He incites and exploits. But this is important to understand. That I wonder that standard, many Democrats should be arrested because they constantly ex exploit news events and tragedies. That in Donald Trump's mind, an atmosphere of fear, chaos, and violence 
actually works for him, he thinks. He looks at that and he goes, yeah, um, I, 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 can, I can work with this. This will benefit me. They are afraid. If, you know, I can deny that I am directly uh, associated with, with, with these attacks, but he is, he's, you know, he's pouring the kerosene on the fire on a daily basis. And again, it is ramping up and it's going to get worse over the next year and a half. You would think that people in the legal community, in the political community, um, religious institutions would at this moment begin to say, we need to back off. This is a dangerous yeah, moment. Guys, haven't you seen enough? Haven't you seen enough? It's time to let the Democrats take over and win. Yeah, speaking to that dangerous moment, Frank, the federal judge assigned to the Trump election case, Judge Chanya Chutkin, receiving security. NBC News saw her. Who cares? Fuck that commie whore. All right, let's get to some breaking news from the Internet. Uh, this is, um, where is the, uh, okay, here we go. All right, this is breaking news from the Internet from Drunk Pinata. It looks like this is a big fat slob, um, George Conway. Oh, okay. I'll just do it in a different browser, no problem. Hold on a second. We'll go to this one. Big fat slob, George Conway, apparently has, has a normal one. <clears throat> Let me just get the time code here. One second. Okay, this was the Alex Wagner show, I believe. The rapidly, rapidly aging, but still smashable Alex Wagner, although she's turning into a little, a little petite Chinaman. But, you know, maybe some people like that. Like a, like a Chinese boy. She's turning into a Chinese boy. Not really probably what she wants, but, you know, the wall doesn't give a fuck what you want. And the wall will, if the wall wants to turn you into a little Chinese boy, the wall will do that. Anyway, um... 2339. All right, let's have a look at 2339. And thanks to you at home for joining us this hour. Former President ah, Donald Trump. She's, she's very puffy. Look how puffy she is. She's having a rough time. Oh, couldn't happen to a nicer gal. 2339. Okay, let's have a look here. He says, um, George Conway breaks out an insane hand-drawn conspiracy theory flowchart on live TV. Okay, let's have a look here. David Weiss is the U.S. attorney for Delaware. He was appointed by former President Trump, and he has been investigating Hunter Biden since 2018. So five years thus far. Less than three weeks ago, a plea deal Mr. Weiss offered Hunter Biden unraveled after a judge raised some questions about some of the terms, prompting the president's son to plead not guilty, which begs the question, if a plea deal was already in the works after years of investigating, what more is there for the special counsel to investigate? Joining me now is lawyer and columnist George Conway. George, it's great to have you tonight. I, I wonder what you I think. I think he's lost a lot of weight. Now he's looking th uh, uh, thin and sickly. Hopefully he has a disease or something. Is going on here, just in terms of the appointment of a special counsel after five years of investigation and after a plea deal that he brokered. What is, what is happening? Well, I think that the attorney general is being extra cautious here. I think there have been a lot of attacks on 
U.S. Attorney Weiss, notwithstanding the fact that he was a Trump appointee and is a holdover in the Trump administration, um, they're attacking him because he wasn't a special counsel, even though Weiss has been telling everyone that I, I basically there was nothing I was not allowed to do. And I think it's particularly good because one of the things that has to happen under the special counsel regulations after the investigation is over is that the special counsel has to write a report. And I think that's going to be good for transparency here. You, so you think, okay, I guess you think that there's a purpose to all of this that sort of could put the issue to rest. I will note that Republicans have immediately decried the fact that David Weiss is being appointed the special counsel and that it shows that this is all a sham and not for real. I mean, one wonders if you truly think Republicans will be sated if and when a report comes well, they, out. They won't, potentially. Be, and, and I, they won't be. And I actually have, my secret sources have given me a special um, uh, look at the Hunter Biden flow chart uh, for their talking points. And here's how, it's, here's how it goes. Starts out here, um, you have the <laughs> Trump bar U.S. attorney uh, invests, that's good. Then you have Trump loses the election, sad face. Trump coup fails, sad face. And then you go over here, Biden takes over the investigation. The Biden administration takes over the investigation. Oh, sad, double sad face. And then you go, appoint, does, does, the, does the Biden Justice Department appoint a special counsel? If the answer is yes, then then you you say there's a there's a there's a cover up. Um, no, if you say there's yes, uh, you you you, know, you point a different prosecutor. You say bad. You're delaying this guy this 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 investigation because this guy invested for five years. If you say yes, but you put make a different person the investigator, you say oh my god, it should have been someone else. This is terrible. This is your handpicked person. You <laughs> it should have been Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani? Is that and, what that says? Then, it should have been Rudy Giuliani. And then of course, if you say no special counsel, you get what they did originally, which was cover up, cover up, unfair, yeah, yeah. unfair. And then when all any of these goes and prosecutes um, uh, uh, Hunter Biden and charges him with a plea deal or an, an indictment, well, if, 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 if that happens, you say the charges are lame. There should be the death yeah. penalty. And what about what about Brandon? You should be charging Brandon. And then if, if they don't charge, outrage. And then if you have to do it all over again because of a mistrial or the plea deal falls through, you go rinse and repeat and go up here. And that's where we are now. Wow. Wow. I really appreciate your commitment to that flowchart and yeah, the detail with which you presented that to the American public. I think everybody in the audience thanks you tonight as well, George. And yeah. it, it does expose the uh, utter like fraudulence of the Republican claims around Hunter there's, Biden. There's no I would also just, yeah, but I would also just say, I mean, I think it's important for the sake of history to point out the number, the, the, the idea that someone in a president's extended family is involved in some unsavory, potentially sleazy deals that trade off his or her brother or sister or cousin's reputation is not a new thing in American politics. Guys, it's n the crimes are nothing new. Come on. We have to arrest Donald Trump for uh, paying a whore. But, uh, but this is, no, this is nothing new. Don't even worry about it. It doesn't make a good, that doesn't make it a good thing, but that calls for strengthening ethics laws, not necessarily... I'm yeah, sorry. not prosecuting people for breaking the law, unless, of course, they're a Republican. Appointing a special... And let's be clear, unless they're a populist Republican. Council? Like, why didn't Billy Carter and Donald Nixon and Neil Bush and Roger Clinton get special counsels? I just, well, I, I, mean, I wonder what, yeah. what you think of Merrick Garland's role in all of this. Well, I, I think the problem is we... This is an extraordinary time, and we have a sitting, a former president of the United States, uh, under indictment in four uh, four places 
and I, I and we have a particularly uh, charged uh, environment, political environment. And, you know, this guy was effectively, U.S. Attorney Weiss was effectively a special counsel as it was, given his mandate to basically do whatever he felt he needed to do. So why not make it official and just eliminate any any issues, and then I'll, you get a report on the back end. I I, I, I understand it, it, if you're Hunter Biden or, or, or the Biden family, you can't be happy with this. But um, look, this is, the, this is the world we live in. Let me, let me just ask you, George, I think that there's also the political dimension of this, too. I mean, I think you rightly point out there will be a report, there will be a process, and that is, it is important to respect the process. But there is also the very real narrative that Republicans are clinging to, as, as you point, tr point out, Trump faces multiple federal criminal indictments in his own special, uh, special counsel. Can they shield themselves behind the fact that Biden has that Hunter Biden has his own special counsel? Does this is this a lifeline to Republicans who just want to use the old whataboutism to deflect from real concerns and criticisms directed at their front runner regarding his federal legal peril? No, this is just designed to basically get the Republicans to go even farther off the deep end. I mean, if they're going to complain about this, which they asked for. Um, they look even more ridiculous to, to the mainstream uh, person watching this and who's actually paying attention and is not uh, watching Newsmax or Fox News or, or whatnot. So I, 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 think, I, think that, I think it's just a, another, a different label for something that was already happening. In this case, um, the plea deal um, fell apart. I mean, if there's any objection that the Biden should have, it's that, you know, and there's a lot of, lot of talk that these tax charges would not have been charged against anyone else, that it would have been settled civilly. Um, that, that's the problem. If, if there is a problem, um, we're already past that. Uh, the DOJ is going to prosecute Hunter Biden, it appears. And um, it might as well just put all the bells and whistle on, whistles on it with the special counsel reg. Well, I hope that you can laminate that flowchart uh, for... I will. hope you can laminate your face. All right, now we have uh, some more breaking news from the Internet. Uh, let me go here one second. All right. Get rid of this and go here. Okay, this is, I think, AIDS horrific AIDS and Stein. Let me go. Let me check here one second. Apparently, there is some sort of... Uh, event yes let's have a look here um this is uh breaking tranny news he says um where is that oh yeah breaking tranny news i went to the let women speak in austin today the woman that raised her eyebrows at me is called Michelle Evans. She organized the event, kind of a based MILF smash. Okay, let's see what happened. One, two, three, four. Transactions deserve more. One, two, three, four. Transactions deserve more. One, two, three, four. Transactions deserve more. One, two, three, four. Kids deserve more. One, two, three, four. Kids deserve more. 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 Kids de
right, that looked like total AIDS, but the uh, blonde is a smash, I will agree there. So that's a hell of a thing right there. All right, very good. All right, let's uh, have a look here. Let me read some of these super chats. We're taking them through Streamlabs, link in the description. We're also taking them through Entropy, link in the description. And we're also taking uh, Rumble Rants on Rumble. Also, we are uh, trying to get to 125 total subscribers between Subscribestar, Rumble, and the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse, which is on YouTube. We're about 16 or 17 away. And uh, when we hit the 125 mark within two weeks the, of that time, uh, the Soft Gentleman, my twin homosexual brother who's completely real, uh, will write a book called What a Bigot Would Say. He's a leftist, and so he's going to, from the leftist, totally real leftist perspective, explain exactly, you know, what a bigot would say, uh, things you should never say, racial epithets you should never use, racial jokes you should never tell. And then we will release that book uh, to the audience uh, for free via PDF. We'll also solicit the audience for different topics, of course. And then after that, we're going to try to get it published on Amazon. And uh, we'll see if we can get it published in the diversity, equity, and inclusion section. So if you're interested in that, check out Subscribestar, subscribestar.com slash hard-bastard. Or if you're on Rumble, you can click the red subscribe button. Or when the soft gentleman is streaming, uh, you can click join on the soft gentleman YouTube channel, and then you would be a member of the bathhouse. Okay. Lonesome One says... Not sure if anyone mentioned this, but my God, destiny on Sitchin Adam was unbearable, and we're reminded why we disliked him in the first place. There aren't any blind spots in his views. He just wants to be right and go with the regime. If that's not enough, he thinks all conservatives or anyone who votes Trump's, uh, Trump are retarded, no different from Pacman constantly calling Trump and his supporters mentally ill. Those are words of the supposedly morally righteous who want us dead. Yeah, make no mistake. And, and I did see some of the clips. And, and in the one I was talking about the other day, um, he, he is willing to sacrifice millions of lives in a civil war uh, in order to prevent Trump from being president. He views any sort of Trump win as completely illegitimate and would rather millions of people die than Trump become president. So obviously we're dealing with an unhinged lunatic. Although I think a lot, I think he's just a propagandist. I think most of this, it's like a job. You know what I mean? I think that, a, same with like David Pakman, he just says what he needs to say. Um, whether they believe it or not, I don't know. I don't care if they believe it. They're pieces of shit and they belong directly into the sun. But um, it is interesting to watch. And then he says, if that's not enough, he's okay with a one-party state as long as it's his regime and wants re-education for any opposition so long as his camp is writing what's acceptable. Our rulers are... Uh, our rulers are kid... Oh, our rulers are kid fuckers, and he pretends it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is why... I'm. I really appreciate it when people take their masks off because then it makes the call easy. You make the call as easy as possible. Now I know, you know, where you stand and then we can we can judge accordingly. Uh, so, yeah, no, he's clearly he would kill us if he could get away with it. There's no question about that. There's no question about that. So uh, I'm glad he took the mask completely off. Um, and, and I would say to any person... And this is, look, 
I only apply this to people that want to do us harm or view us as subhuman, okay? Uh, uh, just don't be nice to us. Don't suddenly want to change. No, no, no. Be vicious because we're going to be vicious back to you 100%. And I don't think that anyone should, should, there should be no quarter. So don't be nice to us. Don't, don't advocate for us to be kicked out of hospitals or rounded up and re-educated and then suddenly go, well, I'm not sure. You already made your bed, okay? You made your bed, so no quarter, okay? Anyway, yeah, it's, just, it's unfortunate, but uh, it's, it, it, look, they are the ones that started it. They are the ones that made the first move. So it is completely righteous. Uh, no matter what happens, it's going to be completely righteous. Um, so we'll see. I don't think what they fear is going to happen with Trump. I don't think Trump's going to be nearly as vicious as they think. Uh, but it's interesting to watch. Uh, um, they, I will say this. This is. I'll leave it at this. They would deserve the worst, their worst nightmare of a Trump administration. They would deserve every inch of that. I don't think that's what they're getting, even in a best case scenario. But they would deserve every inch of that. Absolutely every inch of that. Okay. Let's see here. Aids horrific Agenstein says, I got a whole bunch of pics and vids from the event. If you want to check out the search from Gorgeous Mayhem or Nathan Stang on Twitter, feel free to use whatever you want, HB. I can send you all the pics and vids I got if you want to use them. If they're on the account, I can just check out the account. I appreciate that. Um, he says, just tell me how you want me to send them. Did you see Trump flew his plane over DeSantis's event? Got to be on purpose. Hilarious. I did see that. It was definitely on purpose. From what I understand, it was not a normal flight route. So that's fucking hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious. Silky Johnson says, HB, since you're in Florida shopping for a gigantic ass Cuban trunk of whores, whores, are you at all worried that your rabidly homosexual brother has turned your place into a bathhouse sodomy zone? Yeah, I am concerned that he has turned my apartment into a bathhouse sodomy zone. Yes, I am definitely concerned about that. You may have to burn the building down to get the smell out. Yeah, I'm hoping that he does all of his rabid sodomy in the bathhouse where it belongs, but you never know. Silky Johnson also says, HB, you know the Simcast show? I think Mayor Venti and the Star Wars uh, girl are always on. So between the three, who do you think is the easiest to deal with? The one who's not easy, but not difficult, and who's the most difficult to deal with? So um, generally speaking, I think all women are difficult to deal with. Um, uh, not, well, actually, no, no, let me be fair. The vast majority of women are difficult to deal with. I have come across a small handful that were a pleasure. Um, I mean, they're all a pleasure, but I'm talking about like minimal sighing and rolling my eyes. <laughs> they, they do exist. They do exist. There are low maintenance girls. There's just not a lot of them, at least in my experience. And I'm just one person in a normal situation. Okay. I'm not swimming in whores, and I'm also not, you know, in a completely dry situation either. I mean, there are dry spells, but it's just like a normal situation. Anyway, so, okay, the three of them. So, I don't know, I don't know any of them. All I know is their online reputation. That's it. That's all I got. Um, <clears throat> and they'll probably never hear this, and who cares if they're offended anyway? I, I could care less. Um, okay, the most difficult one is probably Venti. Um, although she is probably going to be the most fun because didn't she like 
roll around uh, with like 4chan guys on the camera when they were drinking milk. So that at least shows that she has a sense of humor, okay? And that she's probably, I mean, I don't, well, I don't know if any of these girls are actually super based, but maybe, you know, they're probably more based than your average girl, but I, don't, I have no idea. But she's probably the one that's the most difficult. And then, so what? Do, so then the medium difficult and then the easy, easy but difficult. I will say, uh, Chrissy Mare has made me laugh a couple times. So at least like, she could probably make you laugh. So she would probably be the easiest to get along with. And then I'll put the Star Wars girl in the middle. Um, I don't really know a lot about the Star Wars girl other than that she pulled Vampirella off. Hey, if you can pull off Vampirella, hey, you, Credit to you. Credit to you. I mean, was it the best Vampirella I've ever seen? No. Was it an acceptable Vampirella? Absolutely. Vampirella is the great... Vampir I, have, I have comics on my wall of Vampirella covers. Um, I'm not putting any of that up. I, I'm talking about like actual, like drawn, like art. Although a couple of them, I, I think... Well, some of these artists are so good that I, I can't even tell. Most of them are drawn. There's a couple... There's this guy, Nathan Serzi. I, I think I'm mispronouncing the last name. His covers are insane. I, I, I don't even, sometimes I don't even know. But anyway, I, I will not put any cosplay uh, whores on my wall, okay? But I will, put, I will put lewd art, lewd and violent art, I will put on the wall, absolutely. So I, yeah, Vampirella is incredible. Because Vampirella, she's practically naked and she's always bloody. It's, it's, the, it's the greatest. I mean, I don't know if it's a good comic because I don't read it. I just like the covers. But man, those are the greatest covers. I've never seen covers like that. There, there are other covers that are good, right? Like Lady Death is fucking awesome. Great covers. Um, and uh, what's the other one? Deja Thoris. The thing about Lady Death and Deja Thoris is the covers aren't as violent as the Vampirella covers. Those are just, man, sometimes she's just pouring blood all over herself. That's a hell of a thing. Man, Vampirella, that's a hell of a thing. Um, yeah, Lady Death. I got, there was a kick, was it Kickstarter or Indiegogo for Lady Death? That was good. That was a good one. They, they sent a lot of shit and like all these books and everything was phenomenal. Just the art was like, oh, it's crazy. Lady Death is the shit. Oh, and they have the cards. I don't think the, they did the cards in the I think these were like old from the 90s. They're like these chrome. It's all fucking phenomenal. Anyway, yeah. So the, the, that would be my answer. But yeah, Mayor made me laugh when she was being heckled by a bunch of tranny lunatics. And when they were walking out, they left. When they were walking out, she made like a whale joke. It was pretty funny that she's like, make sure they get home safely. I don't want someone to harpoon them on the way out or whatever. That's, that was good. That, that was pretty good. Yo, there's this other girl. I don't know her name. She's a stand-up comic. I retweeted her a few weeks ago. Um, uh, Milf Smash, probably pushing 40, still, still a smash. Like, in getting in front of audiences and talking shit about... And, and not just now, but even like, like two years ago, was getting in front of audiences, talking shit about the vaccine. And you could see, it was, it's wild. These clips are wild because like you could tell... Like half the audience laughs, the other half is uncomfortable, and it was all this. Like you need comedians to do that. So um, she, yeah, she'll like talk about. I, I I don't remember her name. She'll talk about very controversial shit, and that's good. You need more of that from comedians. You need comedians to 
talk about all this shit. Now, it's safer, of course, to talk about the vaccine than it was. But this was like, there's clips of her from like two years ago where, you know, they will fucking destroy you if you talk about the vaccine. But yeah, I don't know her name. She, she, look, so look, there are comedians that have made me laugh. Women comedians. There's like, I don't know, three? I think there's about three. Yeah, um, Mayor has made me laugh. This smash chick made me laugh. And then, um, there's probably another one. I don't know. <clears throat> Women generally aren't funny, but some of them can be funny. It all depends. I knew some funny girls in real life that would make me laugh my ass off. There was this Italian girl from Overbrook. This was many years ago. She had a fucking mouth on her. It was hilarious. A hilarious girl. Now, she's not like a stand-up comedian, but uh, she's a funny girl. So what are you going to do? Okay. Where did we leave off here. Horatio Nelson says, you want to do Bentley tonight? All good. If not, yes, this is, I think, part two of the, no, excuse me, second half of part three, I believe, is where we're at. By the way, Wednesday, some, and I'm quoting, Wednesday, some Shibun nigger teens beat down a 65-year-old female Walgreens manager in Independence, Missouri, after she tried to stop them from shoplifting. KCPD has no charges. Walgreens not seeking charges. Comma, niggers. Unquote. Yeah, well, I mean, that is, that is what's going on. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things is like, where is Bernard Getz when you need him? We need more Bernard Getz. Now, I want to be clear about Bernard Getz and what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you assault someone, okay, I think you forfeit your right to live. So, for example, if you assault a 65-year-old woman Okay, I'm not talking about acting in self-defense, although even in a 65-year-old, but I'm not even going to get into that argument. I'm not talking about acting in self-defense. I'm talking about if you assault or gang assault an innocent person, you forfeit your, your right to live. Okay, and I don't care what happens to you. And because I've had enough. Now, maybe you haven't had enough. I've had enough. Now, legally speaking, in some states, you can get away with that legally because it's... Cause it's uh, uh, you know, it, it's self-defense. With that said, there are places where you're not going to get away with that, even if it's legal, because you get these Soros prosecutors, or they do do to what they tried to do to Kyle Rittenhouse. And even though Rittenhouse made it out of that, uh, you know, he had a rough go. He was in jail for a while. Like it's not, you know, it's not not good. Hopefully, hopefully his, uh, it, you know, he's a young kid, and he's probably banging his first piece of ass, and usually. You're going to get jammed up and you're going to spend the next 10 to 20 years of your life unjamming yourself. But you, it's impossible to avoid those mistakes, especially, what is he, 19, 20? I, I would tell you, if you have an attractive woman that wants to fuck you at 19, 20, I, you, it is not practical for me to say, son, don't jam yourself up. Make sure she's a good girl. Because there's a lot of these, especially these young girls now out there, they're trouble. Is she like a good Christian conservative girl? I don't know her at all. Okay, all I know is that she has him sing like Disney song. I, you know what? I will say this. Now, look, I would kill myself before doing that. But I also realize that I'm not a normal person. Okay, and I don't, you know, just because I hate singing and it makes me want to kill myself that doesn't mean it's very popular okay and all that shit's very popular okay so you know yes is it cringe yes am i going to kill him over that no i first of all he has a lot of leadway with me 
Uh, so I don't really care what he does, frankly, at this point. As long as he doesn't become a commie, I really don't care. Cal Rittenhouse can do whatever the fuck he wants. So if you want to sing a song with your fucking girl, have at it. I'm not interested, but that doesn't matter. But anyway, hopefully she's a good girl and she doesn't jam him up. The likelihood of that being the case is probably 1%. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's, you can't, there's no thinking at 20, 21, 22. Really, there's no thinking until late 30s. Then you get like an eight sec, I'm telling you, when, when you hit like 37, 38, you get an eight-second buffer. And you wouldn't think an eight-second buffer would make a big difference. I'm telling you, that eight seconds, that eight seconds to contemplate is a game changer. It is a game changer. So, you know, it's, uh, I mean, so you're not thinking about sex every eight seconds. You're thinking about it every 16 seconds, okay? But that eight seconds, that gets you, it, it gives you time for a couple breaths to kind of contemplate whether or not this potential opportunity is going to jam you up and is it worth getting jammed up in this circumstance now there are some mathematical calculations where the jam up risk you have to take it if you get some based smash you know who's phenomenal then it's a mathematical equation and and then the 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 calculation is can you allow this person to walk because that's a negative EV scenario if it's a really, if it's one of these, you know, three times in a life girls. They come around maybe three times in your life. Um, maybe less, maybe not at all. It really depends. But uh, you can't let them walk. You, you gotta, you know, but they don't come around often, so you don't even have to worry about it. Anyway, very interesting. Okay, let's see. Drunk, oh, that was that one. Okay, and then uh, YGGS Gallo says, watching the hard bastard while I cuddle with the bros is my favorite thing to do on saturday night well there you go there you go bro cuddling hilarious david and pat says ah soothing relief after a long weekend of butt fucking there's nothing that pat and i by the way i just want to be clear this is david pacman and pat his producer so just to be clear this is david pacman and pat so i will start over ah Soothing relief. After a long weekend of butt-fucking, there's nothing that Pat and I like more than to crack open a big tube of Preparation H and smear it on each other's butts. Really work it in there. Pat likes to use all his fingers, and sometimes we even use our tongues. <laughs> Preparation H really delivers. People, order now and use the coupon code David Pacman for an additional 20% off your order. Yeah, there you go. Preparation H, I guess David Pakman has a new, congratulations to David Pakman for his new sponsorship with Preparation H. Because, you know, th those homosexuals, they really tear up each other's assholes, so you gotta, you, you, need, to, you need to heal. You gotta heal. So there you go. That's a hell of a thing right there. Ratio Nelson says, did you see these, by the way? Let's have a look here. Some of them I did. Let me, uh, one second. All right. Um, Yes, there was briefly a wonderful community notes. By the way, Twitter is uh, not looking good. Um, this, oh, by the way, look, if someone takes it, no problem. It probably wouldn't come to fruition. But if I ever run a podcast, I mean, I technically do a podcast. Listen, I was whatever this is. I don't even know what this is. But if I ever had like a podcast, I'd call it lawful but awful, okay? Thank you, Linda Yaccarino. Yeah, lawful but awful, that's, that's, that's me. If you're lawful but awful, you're gonna be censored on Twitter, okay? So what does that mean? Well, she's a WEF person. So what that means is you're gonna be censored unless you're uh, uh, 
promoting homosexual leftist AIDS propaganda. Anyway, so the ADL freaked out because Jamie Foxx posted a meme that brought up the Jesus story. The meme doesn't even mention the Jews. But there are, there's a solid amount of Christians that have a viewpoint of the Bible that the Jews petitioned the Romans to kill Jesus. There's many reasons. They had a list of reasons. One of the reasons is they thought Jesus was blaspheming because they didn't believe he was the God-man. And he was like, who is this guy? He thinks he's God's son? That's outrageous. How dare you, okay? That's what they believed, all right? And, you know, I guess the magic tricks and walking on water wasn't enough. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I, now, look, I'm not accepting one trick. I, I, I need, I want to see all of them. But I'm a reasonable person. If I, if I, I mean, it, look, it, give me a week. This, this is what would have to happen. And, and by the way, I understand that if God exists, that there's no obligation to meet my standard. I understand that. That's fine. If that's what it comes down to, then if when I'm going to hell, I'll be like, man, I, I guess I had too high of a standard. Oh, what are you going to do? But, but if Jesus does like 10 tricks, give me like a week to contemplate. Because I'm going to try to figure it out and be like, all right, was he really walking on water? What's the deal? But ultimately, based on the story, it seems like these were pretty good. Okay? You know, especially now, I tell you this, back in the day, it was probably like, you know, you could probably fool people easier than now. Now, like, do you see this trick where this guy teleports from one cage to another? That's a hell of a trick. Now, I'm sure there's a trick to it. I'm sure he's not teleporting. There's probably like a TV screen in there or something. But that was interesting. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a cool trick. Now they're in that box. Wow. That was on Twitter. Anyway, the point is, I'm getting off track. The point is, there were a bunch of Jews that did not like um, Jesus. Now, did all the Jews not like Jesus? No, some of them liked him and some of them didn't, okay? So there were a group of Jews that were, when, when, it was, when the shit was really escalating, Pontius Pilate was like, yo, this guy doesn't seem to be that bad of a guy. And they, and they were like, they were basically like, kill him. And then they even went, this was brought up in, um, I forget, I, I saw this, I, I remembered this in the Jehovah's Witnesses. Because Jehovah's Witnesses, this is like part of the story, okay? I know with some Christian churches, they, they don't, they think it's just the Romans. I don't care, wait, that's fine. You want to, I mean, it technically was the Romans. But anyway, JWs, it was the Pharisees, and particularly the Pharisees, this was brought up the other day too particularly the Pharisees. So like if you want to assess blame, the Pharisees, you could argue, got the regular people into a frenzy, okay? So that's fine, I think that's accurate. Uh, but anyway, who cares? So the Jews petitioned the Romans to kill Jesus and Pontius Pilate, the Roman leader, was like, I, I don't really see the problem. This guy doesn't seem to be that bad of a guy. And they were like, you've got to kill him or like, we're going to blame you. And then you could even put our death on our kids or something like that. Like they were like, they were just set. So Pontius Pilate washes his hand. He's, he's like, all right, I, I, I see nothing wrong with this, but I'm going to do what you want me to do. That's the story. Now, you can like the story, not like the story, believe it. I think some of it happened. I don't think it happened the way the I think the writers were kind of, I'm not a Christian though, so to each his own. I think, you know, the people that wrote about Jesus, they were like his homeboys or they liked him. So it was probably a little biased. With that said, my impression is Jesus seemed like a nice guy. You know, there's no like um, cross-dressing or kid fucking or any, you know, with some of the other prophets, there are things that are insane. Whereas with Jesus, you know, seems pretty reasonable. The Old Testament God, there was a lot, there was some, there's a lot of violence, okay? A lot of violence, a lot of jealousy, but Jesus was very chill. 
so I have no problem with Jesus. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, people, there have been Christians that are like, oh, Jesus visited me. Okay, I don't believe you, but I'm open. Jesus can visit me. He's probably a busy guy. I'll, I'll take a visit. No problem. Anyway, the ADL freaks out because they don't like when people tell the story. Okay, I'm sorry, but that's the story. What do you want from, from people? Did, you want them to change their religion? What, are you kidding me? That's crazy. So anyway, there was a beautiful community note uh, on on. Uh, on Twitter that I believe was removed because you know what happened. They got the call, <laughs> they got the call. So it said, the community note says, there are numerous passages in the Bible that seem to place the blame for the crucifixion of Jesus squarely on not just a small group of Jews that held authority in Roman society, but their religion as a whole. You look, there's some Christians that believe that. There's some Christians that don't put any importance on that. They are both entitled to their beliefs. They don't have to change on anyone's behalf. They can do what they want. It's a free country. Now, of course, it was gone because they got the call. If you don't, if you don't obey when you get the call, you're going to get destroyed. We've seen many people get the call. Tim Pool got the call. It's a hell of a thing to watch when people get the call. This other one was, uh, yeah, some giant jogger beat the crap out of a 17-year-old handicapped white kid. Now, surprisingly, the jogger was fired and not given an award. So, you know, at least there's some good there. Um, Lula's being an AIDS commie in Brazil, calling for global governance. Lula can get fucked. Fuck you, commie. And, uh, and then what was the other one here? One second. Walgreens. Oh yeah, now this is almost out of a zombie movie and I am curious to see if it works because it's not just this Walgreens. There was a 7-Eleven somewhere too where they play loud music. In this instance, they played classical music. In the instance of, um, I think in the 7-Eleven they were playing something, it was like a song about Africa was it that song? What's, I don't know the name of the song. It's a, I went down to Africa and got AIDS. Or That's not what it is. It'd be funny if it was. You know, I don't It's an 80s song. You probably know it. But anyway. And that seems to keep the, uh, the zombies away. That's a hell of a thing if that works. I don't know if that would work, but it's a hell, it's a hell of a thing that, like, you're using tactics from zombie movies to try to keep the zombies away. Well, good luck. All right, let's go to a video here. Here is uh, TYT demonizing John Eastman for a completely legal, legal theory. About whether we are going to, as a nation, completely repudiate every one of our founding principles, uh, which is what the modern left wing, which is in control of the Democrat party, believes that we are the root of all evil in the world and we have to be eradicated. This is an- That is what they believe. Existential a threat to the very survivability, not just of our nation, but, but of the uh, example that our nation properly understood provides to the world. That's the stakes. If you're wondering who that guy is. So John Eastman apparently is very based in regards to the nature of commies and exactly how they view us. So good for him. Is That's John Eastman, the individual, the uh, crackpot lawyer who attempted to assist Donald Trump. So not a crackpot at all. Uh, by the way, uh, entropy's down. I'm going to put it back up. 
in overturning the results of the 2020 election by installing a slate of fake electors. Now, on the very day that Trump appeared in court to face federal charges for his effort to overturn the results of the 2020 election, Trump lawyer and unindicted co-conspirator John Eastman released the third segment of an interview that was clearly meant to basically allow him to portray his actions on behalf of Trump in the best possible light. Although, I don't know, Cenk, I would venture to say that he kind of failed in doing that. Yeah, but it, well, you're it, you're a diseased commie. Of course, you're going to think that. It goes to a very interesting point about why they do what they do. So, for the extreme right wing, which he's in, they really think the other side winning means the end of Western civilization, end of existence. Chenk has, Chenk has literally talked about how it's over if Trump wins, and so that's why they think. Stealing an election, not that big a deal. A total projection. If the alternative is that Western civilization in America ends. You know, that would be a fascinating poll because I am curious. Because I think, look, I think that there's a sizable portion of Trump supporters who genuinely think that Trump won the election. Oh, right? Are you kidding me? A majority of Republicans believe that. No, exactly. Okay, so, but what percentage of them? know that Trump lost the election and are totally fine with him stealing an election or just illegally. Oh, I bet that number's growing. I, I, I was talking, so, so let me give you just, a, let me give you an anecdote, having a conversation with like normal people, conservatives, definitely conservatives, but people, normal people. And we were talking about politics and I said, and I joke that, you know, I've become a monster. And uh, you know, like I said, these are like normal people. You can joke about things. They're not going to get bent out of shape. It's not really a joke. I am a monster, but that's what—that's neither here nor there. Um, and I uh, and I said that they would deserve. Like, if the Republicans did cheat and steal, they would deserve it, and I would take it. I will take things rigged in our favor for at least the next five years, and I will give zero fucks. Okay, now that's just me. That's just I'm just being completely upfront. They deserve for it to be stolen. They deserve to be cheated. They deserve to have all the bad shit that they've been doing happen to them. So yeah, that number of people that would give zero fucks, I'm sure that number's growing because these people that I was talking to completely agreed. And these are people who, you know, normal people, not they weren't always conservative, they weren't always uh, uh, Trump people. And uh, but they what we all have in common, uh, multiple things. But one of the things is watching the riots of 2020 and watching the shit with COVID changed everything, changed everything and put us all completely on the same page, which is interesting, which is interesting. Just there's just everything else doesn't matter. And now it's there's a singular focus now. It's it's fascinating. I'm sure there's people watching that can relate to that. Overturning the results of the election and going against the will of the American people. That's what I want. I think that's actually really interesting information. Yeah. Well, look, so, but for those voters, they don't really know what happened, right? And especially for the Trump. Uh, bullshit. I know exactly what happened. Uh, uh, we've talked about it many times. It, you, you have to go state by state, of course. But uh, I think many of Trump's people, well, actually, I mean, really, it. it it's up to you how deep you want to go into it, because you can just go surface. Like, what would the surface be? 
you were watching on election night and you watched them simultaneously in multiple states states stop counting which was completely unprecedented and then wheel in ballots that all went towards biden miraculously in unison obviously you could just go with that okay like you if you just said i've seen enough they're cheating that's obvious that's obvious okay now if you were in a court of law i don't know if that would stand you might have to start getting into the details how did they use the fake ballots who saw the fake ballots what states did they see the fake ballot? That's a whole different thing. But just just based on what you saw on election night, it's fucking obvious what they did. Trump voters. But Eastman does. Yeah, he does. He, exactly. Eastman is the guy who plotted to steal an election. So the commies love to use this nefarious speech when they're talking about completely legal things. John Eastman's theory, 100% legal, might not have panned out in court, but 100% legal. But then... The AIDS commie baboon here, he will use terms like, well, he plotted. It's ridiculous. And get the irony of him saying like, well, I'm worried about Western civilization and because that's. Well, he should be. Your side is fucking kids, promoting kid fucking and child mutilation. So yeah, there'd be a concern about Western civilization. Uh, why we had to do this. So you did a fake elector plot, which would in essence. So again, it's not a fake elector plot. Uh, that was a term made up by Rachel Maddow be a coup against democracy again not a coup against democracy again they use these propagandistic phrases uh it's completely made up it was not a coup against democracy now i would love to see them put in prison and then while they're being read their sentence the judge makes up all sorts of fucking terms like they use to describe what they did and why they're going to jail that would make me laugh and laugh see the cornerstone of Western civilization. Chank Uger, you're sentenced to 25 years in prison because you are a you were a baboon of democracy. Fantastic. Because you thought you had to protect Western civilization. But why? Why do they think that? Because because they watch what you do. They simply watch you. For guys like Eastman, they don't think all of us together are America. He thinks, no, we're American. Yeah, commies are not Americans. Commies are not even people, and they need to be completely deported and removed from society, humanely, after a fair trial, of course. Okay. And we tolerate the rest of you guys, but if no, you- No, we should not tolerate you. That, that was the before time. Before you made your move, I was all about tolerance, but then when it was clear you tried to kill us, now we're not about tolerance. You guys are in charge. It's not really America anymore. So that's why I have to stop you by any means necessary. No, John, we barely tolerate you. But let's uh, let's see. She, this is what I'm saying. The mask. She just took the mask off. That's why I am hoping that if we get the upper hand when they try to gain sympathy, that people don't buy it because of moments like that. They are very clear. Again, Anna Kasparian and Cenk Uger never forget argued that we should be kicked out of hospitals and ICUs because of a made-up media narrative. And that we were unvaccinated, including the children and the grandparents, okay? There should be no quarter. Once you announce that that's what you want to do to another person, no quarter, no quarter. Then that, and then hopefully that happens to you someday. Let's go to the next clip. Let me set it up for you because um, in a video that he released last week, Eastman defended his efforts as necessary to save America from the Democratic Party. Yeah. And uh, according to him, Trump is the only one who can do that. So let's watch we'll uh, what he had to say. Trump seems to understand that in a way a lot of Republican establishment types in Washington don't. No, and it's a reason it. he gets so much support 
in the hinterland, in the flyover country. People are fed up with folks, you know, get along, go along while the country is being destroyed. And so I think the stakes are much bigger. And, and, and that means a stolen election that thwarts the will of the people trying to correct course and get back on a path that understands the significance and the nobility of America and the American experiment is really at stake and we ought to fight for it. Then there are no longer you know, any impediments to them preventing us from ever having a fair election again. Which means there are no impediments to them blocking the consent of the governed, having control of the direction of the government. And we no longer are a free people. Right. I mean, those are the stakes. And if those are the stakes, you know, what are you supposed to do? Just, just sit around and twiddle your thumb, eh, it would be too messy to do anything about this. I'll just, you know, and maybe when the alligators come for everybody else, they'll eat me last. So he's the one who wanted to implement the strategy, the scheme of using- Not a scheme. Using the fake- That's your AIDS commie word. Electors to steal- Again, they're not fake electors, this is totally made up. And it's not stealing. The election. Again, it's amazing the stealers are claiming the people that are trying to stop them from stealing are actually stealing. This is Saul Linsky tactics, of course. But notice how he's presenting this as it was a stolen election. And it clearly was a stolen election. We were trying to reverse. You are going to go down in history as Baghdad Bob, as, as um, who was the fucker, uh, Colin Powell. Any of these famous people, the dumb bitch in Congress that was like, oh, they were throwing babies around. All of those people are, are notorious liars that told huge lies. You're going to go down with them. You are Baghdad Bob with a bird face. Chank is Baghdad Bob as a baboon. David Pakman is Fagdad Bob. That's you. That's your legacy. First course. No, no, no. He knew what he was doing was reversing the results. Yes, the results were illegitimate because the Democrats used fake ballots. And the, the will of the American voters, he knew that. Guys, it's in the emails he writes where he- No, it isn't. Says we all are gonna need lawyers. Of course, and it's a legal fight. Of course you're gonna need lawyers. What are you kidding me? We need Trump to pardon us because the, he knows he's breaking the law. No, he does not, that's bullshit. He's a lawyer. He knows that he's the one trying to steal the election. And Again, totally made up. That's why he says, you know, oh, what, you're not going to do something because it'd be too messy? What does he mean by messy? He means we get these fake electors, they sign fake documents. Again, they're not fake documents, they're not fake electors. That was all made up by Rachel Maddow. And, you know, we cause this mess. The House then, uh, the Republicans in the House vote in favor of us, and we just. Ironically, flat out steal the election. Because in his mind, people that don't look like him running the country isn't America. Retard, Joe Biden is white. What is wrong with you? How stupid are you? That's incredible. You're going to bring in race. Of course, this is a leftist. So of course, they're going to bring in race where race is not a factor at all. Joe Biden is white, retard. What a fucking retard. And to him, that's it. It's over. The end of America as he knows it. And so, to, and for the right wingers that are in this group, the idea of losing power to the rest of us means the end of civilization. To well, them. yeah, because you're, you're, you're promoters of pedophilia and homosexuality and child mutilation, and now you're arresting us and trying to kill us. So, of course, it would be the end of Western civilization. Yeah.
because they view having power as their birthright and an entitlement that they will never ever give up. And that is why they rile people up. It's an amazing tactic from commies that you have to give up your resources out of obligation. Isn't that a fascinating thing? You have to give your shit to black people or illegals or whoever. Actually, they're even arguing now black people in the inner city, they got to give their shit to illegals. And you wouldn't you know it, the black people don't seem to really like that. Fascinating. But it's an, it, that's going to be an interesting thing to watch to see how much they can push the inner city black people to uh, give up their shit to the illegals. Uh, that's going to be fascinating. And then they attacked the Capitol because they thought, no, this is our house. How dare you? Yeah, how dare the people think that the people's house is theirs? Just because you outnumber us and you and this is a democracy. No, we rule forever. And that's what he means by Western civilization. What an idiot. He just makes stuff up. Cenk Uger constantly making stuff, stuff up. I think we saw this one, right? One second. Oh, no, no, this is an armed Utah man uh, who was accused of making violent. Look at this assassin foiled. What a bunch of made up bullshit. Persistent threats against Joe Biden and other Democrats was shot and killed by the FBI hours uh, before the president landed in his state. They had been trying to serve him a warrant. This is Craig Robertson in Provo, south of Salt Lake City. They went to his house. We'll be back in a minute. He was armed. A shootout ensued. We do not have many of the details and perhaps more will come out about exactly why it came to that if it needed to come to that. But we do have a lot of other details. So on Monday, Robertson posted online that he had heard that Biden was coming to Utah and he was planning to dig out a camouflage suit and begin quote, cleaning the dust off the M24 sniper rifle. This is a post that came after months of threats against a lot of different public figures. He by the way referred to himself as the MAGA Trumper it could not be more obvious what his ideology is, but at that point, I, I, there's no point in saying that the right is going to have to try to, you know, like come up with some explanation for how no, this guy was actually like gender fluid or something. They're just not going to talk about this. Let's be clear about that. They're going to avoid this, and they should because it's incredibly damning for them. So anyway, um, he's posted threats against uh, Joe Biden, uh, Alvin Bragg, Merrick Garland, Letitia James. That's so weird. Those are the people that Trump is always threatening online. That's a weird coincidence. Anyway, he posted in September 2022, the time is right for a presidential assassination or two. First Joe, then Kamala, talking about Kamala Harris there. They had gotten a tip by the way about Bragg from a post that he put on Truth Social saying that he was gonna be waiting in the courthouse parking garage with a suppressed weapon and wanting to put a nice hole in his forehead, talking about Alvin Bragg there. So he's gonna assassinate Alvin Bragg to protect Donald Trump from prosecution. He was actually, his account was suspended on Truth Social. So apparently they do have some standards at the end of the day. A person who knows him said he believed in his right to bear arms. He believed in his right to say what he feels. When it came down to it, he knew the Lord wouldn't have approved of killing innocent people. Things got out of hand because he was just really frustrated. And by the way, we're gonna get to more of the details in a sec. I will end with this. When the FBI agents got to this guy, he was wearing a Trump cap and also an AR-15 style rifle lapel pin. Remember the pins that members of Congress were wearing to demonstrate to everyone that their favorite gun is the same favorite gun of a whole bunch of domestic terrorists? Well, he had one of those pins too, small world. Mondale, what do you think?
I think you're right. And I think this goes, like you said, it's connected to the story we just finished. MTG was one of those people passing out those pins to other Republicans, wearing them right after the school shooting. We should remind people that the name of that rifle, that AR stands for assault rifle, which is military equipment. This is not for hunting and anybody trying to say anything else. It's ridiculous. We should also remind the viewers that Donald Trump is creating, MAGA is creating an environment for violence. I mean, and it didn't just start 2017 as- So that's completely made up. Far back as 2017 when he was telling police off. And of course, just remember, this is the guy that said that, remember the woman that the uh, quote unquote teens stole the bike from? He said that, remember she was pregnant. He said she should have been beaten. Just remember that. Officers in a rally, don't be nice to them, you know, rough them up. Then he started talking about migrants. We should shoot them in the leg to slow them down or put snakes and alligators in the water. What, what, what is going on? Or, you know, beat the hell out of people that are against you. This is Donald Trump talking directly to these people and activating them. We saw him activate them on January 6th and his language has not, it's not been quelled. And I think until Republicans are being honest with what they need to do to fix Donald Trump, and the Trumpism in their party, we're gonna see this escalate more and more. And, and while this person may have been blocked on Truth Social, his actions cost him his life, just like yeah. what happened on January 6th. And the people will not pass at the Trump, they'll say, oh, something was wrong with him. So he, you know, and something was wrong with him. No, the, the wrong with him is the Republican Party. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, look, to be fair, you know, we have to uh, read the response. This was posted on Truth Social. It was just a little bit ago, so we don't have the graphic or whatever. But uh, Trump did post that he is appalled to hear that one of his supporters uh, engaged in an act of violence like this. Obviously, we disagree with these people. We're going to make America great again, but we're going to do it in elections, not with violence. So it's good to see that he posted that. Of course, I'm joking. He's never going to post anything like that. Can you imagine? him actually taking any accountability yeah. whatsoever. Oh yeah, Trump should take accountability uh, for the FBI murdering someone. Or not even accountability, not even responsibility. Just saying no one else should ever do anything like this ever. It is a- Yeah, guys, just let the Democrats win. That's no matter what happens, the, the underlying thing with Democrats is look at this news event. Now you have to let us win. It's a joke. I'll say the idea that that could possibly happen. But no, they they say the things they say, they talk about civil war, they do the threats. It's it's stochastic terrorism. That's all it is. They know That's totally made up. That stochastic terrorism much like hate speech is a made up commie term that they use to try to censor their political opponents. That's it. Like scattered pockets around the country, there are isolated, frustrated weirdos like this who are ready to pick up a sniper rifle and start gunning down their political opponents. Anyway, there's more details. I hate the idea that an interaction with law enforcement results in someone being shot. I want to be very clear about Except that. Except when it's a Trump supporter. I also want to say that this guy had, even after he was initially contacted by the FBI, repeatedly posted threats against the agents. So this is a guy who clearly was trying to get the FBI to know that they might be shot if they came to him. That does not mean that what ended up happening was justified. We don't have all the details, but there's a lot of posts about how he's gonna gun down FBI agents. So I'm just gonna say that. For more political news breakdown. What a bitch, all right, let's, one second. All right, let's check out the second half of this one. I think we stopped at 13. One second, yeah, here is, we go. You couldn't just call black dudes niggers in the US Army. But, so they had, you know, but at the same time, 
neither was any white dude gonna be you know like politically correct back then it was it was impossible and so neither was any white dude gonna be forced to say negro so we had a compromise and we could call them boofers and we could say it to their face and that was not like you know throw down and fight right you know like if you call them a nigger to your face you have to fight them right then you know and sometimes we did and sometimes we did but you know if it was just in the you know regular talk or something you know we didn't call them negro or we didn't call them niggers but they didn't make us call them negroes either they didn't tell us what we had to say you know and so and it was and it worked out good you know yeah. but i'm i'm anti-racist dude i'm a communist i'm an internationalist i'm for making a better world for every single person in this world i'm not a nationalist i'm not a racist you know I'm I'm to make a better world for everybody in it, starting with the poorest people first. Would you consider yourself a racist, quote unquote, in the fact that um, there are like biological differences between the races aside from just skin color and hair? Because somebody had brought that up as a question that um, they wanted that asked. And I'm not saying are you a racist? Hey, as that's in you're a good bigot. question. Do you hate that's a good people? question. And I, I I don't consider myself a racist. Because there are, and, and of course, there are biological differences. And, you know, it's, it's, it's laughable, it's ridiculous to pretend that there aren't. You know, to pretend that there's not a difference between a black person or a Chinese person or, you know, I mean, it's like to pretend there's not a difference between a dude from New York and a dude from Texas, you know? You know, I mean, of course there's differences. And to say, oh, we have to pretend that it's all the same, that's bullshit too. Of course there's differences. But a racist is someone who judges someone by their skin color, by their nationality, by their religion, and says, oh, if he's black, he's bad. And that's stupid, man. Because, you know, the word prejudice it means to prejudge. That's exactly the literal translation, to prejudge. And to prejudge, you know what the facts are. Only idiots do that. So uh, the racist is the last thing that I am. I'm the opposite of a racist. So I would not say racist then, but I, so you would, uh, but there are differences. So, yeah, I, I guess. Um, I mean, of course, who, yeah. who could argue it? I mean, it's like. Does the sun come up? Yes, of course there are differences. Well, U.S. liberals and the establishment in the United States, that's that's why I said that, I guess. The word racist has definitely been um, thrown around to the point where it means a million different things in the West. Um, like what you said, prejudice is It means whatever term. fucking liars want it to mean at that time. Exactly. I mean, look, bro, you know, I mean, my first job when I was 18 years old, I lived in Brownsville, Texas. You know where that is? Right on the southern tip of Texas. The city limits is the Rio Grande. And on the other side, 30 yards across the river, is Mexico. 
my first job, I was an illegal immigrant worker in Mexico. You understand? I was a reverse wetback. I, I went across the river to work in Mexico because there was no jobs in Brownsville that time. I got a job welding in a big factory there, made 98 bucks a week for a 40-hour week. And it was illegal. I mean, there was literally two times when they said the Mexican immigration is, I mean, and I think it was because somebody called to snitch me out. But the Mexican immigration service came to the factory. It was a big factory, like 500 guys. And somebody told me, hey, you got to get out of here, man. The Migra is coming. You know? And so, you know, how, how can I be a nationalist or a racist if I was an illegal immigrant myself? And, you know, and you know what? And I understand how the policy of immigration has been used by the oligarchs to, you know, fuck up societies and to cause divide and conquer again and cause dissension between, you know, and a lot of these people that they're letting in are not good people and they're, and they shouldn't be let in, not because they're Arabs or black or whatever, but because they're, you know, insane criminals and terrorists and they're, and that's the reason they're being brought in, man. Because, you know, to destroy the society is what the oligarchs want to do right now. They want to shatter any kind of social connection between working class people, you know, between nations. And I mean, so I understand the, uh, you know, the intention behind what they're doing. I mean, Muammar Gaddafi the greatest African leader in history, murdered by the U.S. and NATO. You know, and he said, you know, Libya is what stands between you and refugee immigration beyond your wildest nightmares. And they murdered him, and now we see. I mean, you know, uh, I'm glad to see the riots in Paris and in France these days against the government. But not to the ex whatever extent that it's racial, I'm against that. To the extent that it's against Macron and the ruling class and the parasite class in France and in Europe, I'm all for it. Burn it down. Bring back the guillotine. Um, so you uh, would you agree that, um, for instance, like the U.S. needs to build a border wall? and deport the people that have come in. Um, and I, I mean, you could go back as far as you want, but just to put an arbitrary number on it. No, 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 I would not agree at all. No. I think that's fucking stupid. I mean, it, it misses the whole point. And if I, if, if I can go back as far as I want, let's go ahead and mention the fact that everything from Texas to California used to be Mexico. And it was stolen by imperialistic aggressive war. So it's actually the Mexicans land that we stole from them a couple of hundred years ago. 
or even less than a couple of hundred years ago, actually. So, you know, what right do we have? What right do us honkies have, you know, to build a wall, you know? I mean, so that's the first thing. Second thing, dude, I used to be a tree trimmer. Do you, do you know what that job is? Really? I used to be a lead climber, dude, a crew leader. And you know what? That's the most dangerous job there is in the United States. The most dangerous job that there is in the United States. You can look it up. Well, it, it's a fact. And in Texas, I did it. I did it in Minnesota. I did it in Washington State. I did it in Oklahoma. And when I started doing it, when I was like, 18, 19, after I moved to Houston from working in Matamoros for 98 bucks a week. Back in, in the 70s, it was white dudes and black dudes. And then by the mid-80s, it was mostly Mexican immigrants that did it. You know, and they did it because there weren't that many white boys anymore that were tough and smart enough to do it, you know, because I mean, and had the balls to do it too, you know, and so, man, I'm, I mean, I'm against borders, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely as much as I am an anti-racist, I'm an anti-nationalist, you know, and the second thing about Mexico in particular, the border wall is that the United States has turned, you know, in the last 50 years, has turned Mexico into a hellhole. Mexico is more scary and dangerous than Donbass is, bro, by orders of magnitude. You know, I mean, uh, I love Mexico. I spent a lot of time down there. In the, in, I, I went there the first time. 1969, me and my dad drove down from Dallas to Cuernavaca. We spent a month down there with the whole family and stuff. Everybody else flew down, me and my dad, we drove the car so we'd have a car down there. Dude, it was uh, right after the Mexico City Olympics. You know, it was cool, beautiful, wonderful, you know. And then in the 70s, I worked in Matamoros. I worked in this factory, I mean, and I hardly spoke Spanish, but the Mexicans there, you know, they were real kind. They helped me, you know, they'd be like, hey, let's go have a beer after work, you know, and uh, wonderful, kind, generous, beautiful people, you know, but, and <clears throat> in the 80s, I lived uh on South Padre Island, so I was still very close to Mexico, spent a lot of time there. And then in the 90s, when I was weed smuggling, I uh, spent a good bit of time down there. You know, I worked with the good guys and, and had some fights with some very, very bad guys down there, if you understand what I'm saying. And, but since the 90s, I mean, the last time I was in Mexico was 1995. And 
you know, I haven't been there since, and you couldn't drag me there with a Mack truck, man. I mean, it's it's so insane these days. You know, uh, and it's and it's all the work. I mean, the entire drug industry. I mean, Mexico is a narco state, and it is controlled by the U.S. CIA and the U.S. deep state, one hundred percent. So all these people that are, you know, trying to immigrate to the United States are le- they, you know, they're leaving their home because their home is a hellhole in a war zone created by the United States. So, you know, who in the United States has a right to criticize them, you know? I mean, it's like, it's like if you go burn down your next door neighbor's house and then you get pissed off because he jumps your fence and puts up a tent in your backyard, you know? All right, before we uh, end, let me just read some of these super chats here. We have, uh, let's see, where did we? uh... Uh, Michelle Kincaid says, so let's think about this logically. If the guy posted saying, maybe I will have a loaded gun when and if the feds show up, why would the feds show up? If their goal was to arrest him, they could have a church. They 100% wanted to kill him. It's sickening. Yeah, I agree. They could have easily got him, like, you know, coming out to the mailbox or going to church or something like that. No, they wanted a confrontation. They wanted to make an example out of someone. And they're probably going to do it again. Ratio Nelson says, please turn on sound and narrate for the chat. Earlier, a fistfight broke out at the United Center in Chicago following a near stampede from an active shooter false alarm. I have my, uh, I'm on the phone, so it's, it's not really going to work but i can look at the video to see what exactly is going on here uh i saw there was a mall that was um looted i think cernovich was uh, posting that earlier <clears throat> and uh, by looted i mean of course irish people the irish ratted again this is some sort of uh this looks like a, an arena with lots of people running around Excuse me. People are running around, and uh, this looks like they're running to the exits. And um, let's see what's happening here. And now there's a fighting. There's a bunch of fighting going on. People beating each other. So is she black? Is they all black? It looks like they're all black. Uh, well, no, no. There's a white girl. There's a white girl. Oh no, no. We mixed race here. We we got. Uh, Black girls attacking white girls? Is that? Oh, wow. Look at these girls fighting in the stands. Let's see. Black girls punching white girls. Well, that's not good. And, uh, yeah, a lot of fighting. That's a hell of a thing right there. Okay. Where is that? The uh, Some sort of stadium? Can't go anywhere. Can't take him anywhere. All right. Jessica says, uh, violent youth or teen niggers, again, I'm quoting, violent youth or teen niggers equals Tiggers. We call them Tiggers, HB. That's pretty good, like Tigger, the uh, Winnie the Pooh character. Beware of Tiggers. Keep them out of your communities. They will steal your bike and or kill your grandma. Nothing brings down property values faster than new Tigger neighbors. Yeah, Tiggers. Watch out for the Tiggers. That, that's it. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> got a little bit of a digger problem where I'm at. Not crazy, but like in a couple townships over, there were some incidents. But not where I'm at, so, you know, I don't know. Um, I will tell you an interesting anecdote. There were um, large... There were large concentrations of Hispanics at a couple of parks and larger than normal. Now, I live near a city, so you see all the races, and I don't give a shit. I, there's certain characteristics I look for. So if I see a Hispanic family, I give zero fucks. If I see a black family, I give zero fucks. If I see any person with, like, face tattoos, tattoos under their eyes, then I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Or if I see gangs of tiggers, I'm like, okay, we got a problem. All right, anyway. Now, normally, normally, during the summer, you will hear um, people that, you know, they'll, they'll barbecue and whatever. There's parks outside of Philly and you can barbecue and whatever. And, you know, and, and so, so sometimes there were Hispanics and no problem. Okay, fine. But recently, the concentration was so large that I noticed, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? It wasn't a normal, like there wasn't like, normally it's like you'll, there'll be Hispanics and then there'll be some white people and then some black people and it's just like, you know, it's just like whatever. But it got so concentrated with Hispanics that I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And then I started to notice there were signs up on a trail advertising, and I can't speak Spanish, but it looked like they were advertising Spanish classes. Um, excuse me, not Spanish classes, English class, cl classes for people that speak Spanish. Now, when I see signs like that, and then when I'm putting two and two together, I'm like, something Democrats going on here. And then I'm like, why are you offering these people are these, are these migrants? Now, they didn't really look like migrants. They weren't wearing backpacks or anything, but there was something going on anyway. But th this actually has a positive ending, which, I, which shocked me, shocked me. So I'm like, holy shit. Like, they're, they're bringing them into my neighborhood, and then they're putting signs up to, to be like, hey, we'll teach you English. And I'm like, oh, this, is, this has Democrats written all over it. And then I started to notice the music would get louder and louder. And these, these parks would have, it was like crazy. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then one day, I'm walking down this walking path, and I noticed, I don't hear anything. And I noticed the park police were there. Because this is the thing, uh, while you can barbecue, you can't swim. You're not supposed to swim in the river or whatever. And they, of course, they always swim in the river. They don't give a shit. And I noticed no one was there because the police were there. And I was like, that's interesting. So then I go back the next day, no one's there. Unprecedented, two days in a row, dead silence, no one there. And the park police are there. And then you know what else I noticed? All of the signs, they were like paper signs. They were like paper, like people taped paper to, you know, a, a, a pole, a trash can. All the fucking signs were torn down. And I was like, holy shit. I'm like, that's great. So they cleared them out and they tore down all the signs. So I don't know what the hell's going on there, but that's a good ending. And I was like, all right, we got some time. We got time. 
That's good. And so in my little pocket, I don't know who runs it. I don't know what the hell's going on. But all I know is they ripped the signs down and they, they escorted them out. And I was like, okay, good. Now, is that going to last, you know, might last another election cycle? Who knows? You know, who knows until they really set their, the Democrats set their eyes on, on where I'm at. But that, I was like, okay, I was a little relieved because I'm telling you, man. And like I said, look, I, I, I am, I've been around my area my whole life. I, I know what to look for. I don't give a fuck racially, but there are elements to look for, and they're unique with, with each race, okay? And, uh, and there's certain things that when I see them, I'm like, this is trouble. And, um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a good sign. So now, who knows? Maybe I'll go back and it'll be fucked again. But uh, yeah, what the hell? That's uh, that was a good ending. Okay. Let's see. Bazinski says, I fucking hate Lula. He is going to destroy Brazil and turn my country into fucking Venezuela. Him and Biden are close. Lula said to put gun enthusiasts who have a hunter-shooter license like me and millions of others in prison. Shit is fucking serious. Yeah. You have a commie that took over, cheated his way in. They cheated in Lula. And now, yeah, it's, it's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate. So, yeah, best of luck there. We, we, we uh, looks like we... We have our commie problems in, in both of our countries. This is not good. Looks like a lot of countries have a commie problem. It seems like the only places that don't have a commie problem, I might be wrong about this, Hungary, Poland, Japan. Is that it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's another one in there. I don't know. It's, uh, it's not good. It's not good. Sookie Johnson says, HB, how long do you think it'll be, and I'm quoting, before the nigger teens chimping out, otherwise known as tiggers, start beating and killing each other. They are animals and always end up killing each other. So it could be a self-fixing problem. It's just teens, so there's no real loss. Yeah, there's a lot of them, though. It would have to be, you know, that would be, yeah, it's... You would need a lot of fighting. You would really need a lot of fighting. I mean, there's already a lot of fighting. Uh, but, man, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you just... Actually, the solution to the Tigger problem is simple. It's what you did for years. Just do what you did for years. If you're in a non-Tigger area and Tiggers come into the area, all you got to do is wait for them to commit a crime because Tiggers are always going to at some point commit a crime. And I'm not talking about if you're just a black teenager, if you want to just play basketball, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about black teens that beat people up, okay? There's a difference, okay? Now look, I'm sure if you're a black teenager and you're a normal person and you're not violent, I imagine it probably gets frustrating or irritating that many of your ilk are animals, okay? Well, it's unfortunate. It would be like, I guess if I was living in Florence, Italy during the homosexual, during the rabid homosexual crisis, okay? Because I would imagine at the time, if I was walking down the street, people would assume just based on the amount of rabid homosexuals in Florence, Italy, that I was a rabid homosexual. And I'm not a rabid homosexual. I'm not even a normal homosexual. So I would imagine, and you, you know, it's a hand you're dealt. You just got to deal with it. It sucks. It's unfortunate. I think pe this is the thing, though. I think people, my thing is this. If 
a person commits a crime, hammer them. Okay, so if you have tiggers that commit crimes, hammer them and get them the fuck out of the neighborhood. Um, if they're not bothering anyone, and, and, and then fine. But that's the thing. All you got to do is wait. All you got to do is wait. The normal ones, they're going to go home. The, the tiggers that you want to arrest, they're going to commit a crime. They're going to beat a kid up over his sneakers and then just fucking pound them when they do that. Enforce the law. That's all you got to do. That's how you fix a lot of these problems. Enforce the law. But the problem is they're not enforcing the law. They're letting this shit happen. That's the, that's the problem. And then that makes the Tigger problem worse because then the Tiggers are emboldened. Because now you're giving the Tiggers incentive to do this. That's next level insanity. So, yeah, this is a mess. It is a mess. We are in a mess. That's really that's the bottom line. What are you going to do? And now we have the element of they're bringing in the illegals and they're putting them in the same neighborhoods as the Tiggers. And I, I tell you, there's something... I'm not 100% certain that that's going to be the powder keg that the Democrats need it to be. It, it, it's possible that it is. I want to be clear. It's possible. But, like, different groups of people have different temperaments. And, and look, some of the illegals are absolute animal criminals, and they fucking rape and kill. But it's a, it's a, it's a minority of them, okay? Like I said, none of them should be allowed in. You should have to wait in line with everyone else. And I think in the current age, we should be closed. But that's a whole other story. But, like, look, they, the Democrats can get the Tiggers to do whatever the fuck they want. That's clear. I don't know if it'll be interesting, but they're going to try to piss them off. They're going to try to like say that it's, you know, you were promised things and you weren't given them. So now go, you know, do a Terry and um, they better be sure they can get this group of people to do it. I'm not sold yet. I need to see it. I need to see it. Like I said, will I be shocked? No, I won't be shocked. It just seems a lot of them just kind of seem... Look, I don't envy, or, or that, what's, what's the word? I don't, these people do have a rough life. I, I just don't think that's an excuse to, like, let them in illegally, okay? It, like, that's unfortunate you had a rough life, and you had to go through a long thing here, and people took advantage of you, and that's fucked up. But, like, the idea that because you had it rough, you can break the law, like, that's just bullshit, okay? That's not a, it's not a, that's not a standard that, that's doable long term. Um... But you just, you know, a lot of them, they're just, they seem like they're just kind of downtrodden and sullen and, you know, I don't know. It just seems like a different type of person. You know, it's not like if they were importing them from like North Africa, oh my God, you want to talk about a pattern? Can you imagine American Tiggers and the North Africans? <laughs> Is that, could you imagine that? That would be, yo, you would have to, to, to get away from that, you would have to move to the most country air. Oh my God! If we're, we're if they if they start flying them, they'd have to fly them over. Okay, I think they'd have to. Fly. I'm not a geography major, but I'm pretty sure if they wanted to bring them over, they'd have to fly them over, right? Now, if they really want some shit to go down, bring in the North Africans because those motherfuckers they're on another level. Our our tiggers in America would go, man. Those North Africans are fucking crazy, man. North, they, man, I don't know what the hell's going on in North Africa, but my God, these people running these countries—can you imagine? Look, it's one thing if you have a 
uh, a good country and it's running well and you're in a charitable mood and you say, hey, I want to bring some people in and you, uh, you have a criteria uh, and a reasonable one and you want to bring in good people, I've got no problem with that. But these people are deliberately importing animals, wild animals. They're like, give us the worst fucking people you can come up with. And then we're going to put them right in the neighborhoods with our regular citizens, many of which who are docile because they're white Westerners. It is the most evil shit. I'm telling you, if somehow the good guys win this and the historians write the books on this, what has transpired in immigration policy over the past however many decades in every Western country is some of the most extraordinary evil. Like, it is, it's on purpose. This isn't like, oh, they kind of got too friendly and too nice and they just let in too many people. This shit is deliberate. There are very evil people doing this shit deliberately and it's, it, is, it is awful. They're, it is just, the, the carnage is nuts. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Will it ever stop? I have no idea. You got to get a based leader and you got to start deporting and then you see where you are. You know, how feasible is that? I don't know. Especially like Sweden, you got these no-go zones where you're going to have to fucking, you're going to have to go in there and you're going to have to fucking do some shit. And it's probably not going to be fun and it's not going to be good, but it's necessary. What a time. All right, well, we'll see. This is, you know, how much longer can this all last? I don't know. It's a hell of a thing. Maybe it will have a good ending. You never know. Anyway, so that's the end of the stream. Next stream is, uh, should be tomorrow. I, I got in late uh, last night. I wasn't able to, to stream, but it should be good tomorrow. Uh, around 10 Central. So we have another week on the 10 Central daily, semi-daily schedule. And then we will be uh, back to normal. And uh, so thank you for all the people that sent Super Chats, Streamlabs, and uh, Entropy, and uh, Breaking News. And you can get an archive on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash Hard News Network, or on Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com, or on um, Twitter, which is at LiveHNN, at least for now. Uh, I'm waiting for the Twitter crackdown. Oh, speaking of which... Um, Sticks had mentioned, uh, I think today, or no, yesterday, or maybe it was in a video, I forget. I, w I saw it today. That BitChute is about to launch a Subscribestar-like service. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. And, uh, you know, I, I hope it, I hope it's, uh, I hope it's successful. And, uh, Oh, man, what happened there? I just had a thing on Entropy, and it went down. No good. Uh, let me see if I can bring it back up. But, yeah, uh, BitChute's about... Well, I think it's called PayChute or something? I forget. Or something like that. I signed up for the, like, you know, they'll send you information when it goes live. I think they're still, like, a little ways off, but they're talking about it. And um, good. That would be... A, another option would be absolutely fantastic. I would definitely use it. Apparently, he says BitChute was having problems with Subscribestar, which is not good. That's not a good sign. Um, I did have that instance with Subscribestar where they just removed a quarter of the sus subscribers, uh, which was weird. But um, pe some people are able to sign back up, so I'm not sure what the deal with that is. Um, all right, let me just check this. Uh, 
Entropy. Hopefully it gives me back the uh, super chat. Nope. All right. I think they changed how the... Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to... If, uh, if I think it was from Oats. If Oats is in the Entropy chat, uh, I just uh, reactivated it. If you... Um, what is going on? What's on the screen? I don't know what the hell is going on here. Okay. There is something from Rumble playing. Oh, it's the commercial. It's the Rumble commercial. Yeah, Oats, if you're in the regular chat, if you want to post your message in the regular chat, because I can't bring the uh, super chats up. Uh, so yeah, okay, he's there. Okay, yeah, just put put whatever that super chat was. Just put it in the regular. Just type it in in the chat, and I'll I'll read it. But uh, yeah, the I think entropy changed the uh, um, the uh, what the fuck is it called? The interface or whatever? I, I don't I can't seem to bring up the archive of super chats on my phone. Anyway, okay. Yeah, all right, very good. So yeah, let me just give out a couple seconds here to, to type that in. Um, yeah, so that would be good if BitChute had an option. I think that would be uh, that would be fantastic. Okay, so he said, Oates said, Hey, HB, are you familiar with Sekalau? Wondering your thoughts. Sekalau. Um, is that the lawyer, one of Trump's lawyers? Um that's probably not what he's referring to. No, I, I can't say I'm familiar. I do remember the lawyer with that name from the one of the impeachments. He seemed like a decent lawyer. Um, oh yeah, Oates says yes. So I haven't I haven't seen anything from that guy since uh, the impeachment. He seemed good during the impeachment. That's really all I knew about him. Um, so yeah, Jay Sekulow. Yeah, during during the um, impeachment, he seemed fine. He seemed like a competent lawyer. I have no idea. You know, they put a lot of pressure on these lawyers. Uh, they, they try to fuck with them legally. They try to take their licenses. So most lawyers, like Jenna Ellis, for example, they put a little bit of pressure on her and she completely cucked. And now is like a ridiculous person uh, shilling DeSantis. So, you know, who knows? Most of these people sell out and they, and they you know, turn. But, uh, but yeah, at, at least at the time, he seemed like a good lawyer. Uh, all right, very good. All right, guys, I will uh, see you tomorrow. I am the hard bastard. Thank you for watching.